Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest Here. Today's quest <laughs> uh, is Base Raiders. This is run four of Heat 5 in our Adventure Base Raiding campaign. Uh, so uh, this is the fifth adventure in our Base Raiding uh, base Raiders campaign, and this is part five of that adventure. If you haven't worked out the naming convention and the cataloging convention of our adventure based reading podcast but campaign by now, well, you know, you're, you've come to the wrong episode. This is like episode 14, 15. Uh, so. Uh, we're going to jump right into it in a moment, but first let's have our players uh, introduce themselves and their characters, starting with Mr. Mannix. Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Ryan. You may recognize my voice from such podcasts as Ragnard Rock, if you are so inclined to listen to them. Um, and if you listen to this, then hopefully you are. Today I'm going to be playing Amriel, who is a uh, fallen angel. Uh, who was summoned from hell by an evil sorceress before Ragnarok. Um, she served as this person's, I guess, demonic bodyguard and muscle for maybe a few centuries. And then Ragnarok happened, all the superheroes disappeared, and now she has turned to base rating, professional base rating, um, in order to get her jollies and also become, you know, eminently more powerful and make herself a cult of personality. Brilliant. Uh, Alex? All right. Hello, I am Alex, also from the Ragnarok podcast, which you should listen to as soon as you're done listening to this one. And today I shall be reprising my role as Greg. He is a hyper-intelligent alien nanoswarm uh, made up of little itty-bitty particles that makes him look like a floating cloud. Uh, he was sent here as the basically a first contact from his species to Earth. Uh, but on en route, his species was enslaved, and so now he is base racing to get stuff to build to, well, he has a spaceship, but to improve his spaceship, and which he can use to fly home and save his race. And if you stand inside of him, he smells like a fart. <laughs> I was just about to say that it's kind of nice how Greg has evolved beyond being characterized as smelling like a fart. Nope. It, but it's it still an important feature. <laughs> yeah. It's not yep. even an aspect. <laughs> it's just a thing. It's just, it's um, just there. Yep. Uh, and I am Finn, not from the Ragnarok podcast. Uh, and it's playing kind Yuri. of ish from the Insert Quest Here podcast. Yeah, after like 14 episodes. Finn's um, another one of our adjunct professors to the stars. Uh. <laughs> Fantastic title. Yeah. Uh, and I am playing Yuri. Uh, who was once a professional motorsport racer, died in a horrific crash uh, before Ragnarok was resurrected into the machine body of a robot samurai uh, by an uh, evil villain in Japan to be part of his robot army. Uh, and post-Ragnarok uh, sort of abandoned that military career uh, and sought, sought the thrills and spills of uh, adventure racing again but you know, once you've once you've been through death, just uh, racing a two-ton, nine hundred horsepower truck across 
warring states and giant sand dunes doesn't really seem to cut it anymore. So you've got to burst your way into you need superhero bases. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now he's yeah getting his thrills that way slash trying to remember who the fuck he was before he <laughs> died and became a robot machine. Yeah, slash, which has been coming a clone on. body. Also dealing with that. Can't leave this body currently, because not really sure if I'm going to be able to get back into it. Yeah, indeed. So it's been a while since we've had you possess. Mm -hmm. I haven't possessed anything since I found clone Hitler. Yeah, since what was that? Heat 4? Heat 3? Heat 4. Heat 4. Yeah. Seems so long ago, because this heat has been so long. Um, So... Uh, when we last left off our adventure base raiders, uh, our ethereals, they had had a run-in with one of the other teams, two members of the Valkyrs, uh, who attempted to take Emriel captive, which she took exception to, and thus fighting ensued. Uh, they learned some things about the Valkyrs and how their shit works and what the fuck they're up to, uh, and then, you know, went... Home. Now, there was some discussion of a barbecue with the other teams. Is that barbecue going to happen tonight, or will you do it tomorrow night, which will be your last night here, because then you've basically got two days left here, and you're not staying the night on the last day. Finn's, Finn's messing with his microphone. <laughs> Sorry. should have beeped my mic while I did that. It's all right. It's not that bad. I just, I could hear it. I could hear it like... Uh, I think we should do it tomorrow night, so it'll be like a send-off party. Yeah, mm-hmm. farewell, last hurrah in the hollow world. <laughs> nice. Alright, so you head back to camp and rest then, uh, trying to recover from your various wounds, your rolled ankles and your um, concussions. Uh, so what consequences, if anything, does anyone have? Uh, Yuri still has a minor consequence of Winded and a moderate well, wind- consequence of King of the Blind. Winded can go, and unless somebody does something, you're going to be blind for a little while longer. But Winded can definitely go. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, I think Emriel had some, didn't she? Yeah, I had a minor consequence called Amriel's Hell, but I don't remember how I got that or what it was. I think it was to it wasn't hell, it was to do with your ankle. It was Amriel's heel, not hell. Heel. Okay, so then I yeah. then I typoed that. Yes. Amriel's <laughs> heel. That one can sounds go. much worse. Yeah. Amriel's hell is a mild cut there's a moderate or whatever. <laughs> I, I believe Greg is fine, right? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, does anybody want to try and fix Yuri's eye? Uh, yeah, I could do medicine. Yeah. See which of my skills that is. That given that I essentially have like a science. science. Yeah. So you guys get down my head. Yeah. You guys get back to camp, and the 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 mecha suit, the bio suit that um that Yuri has uh, one of the eye lens things has been sliced open. Um, kind of like, uh, 
and then you can see another eye peeking <laughs> out from behind it, which is Yuri's actual eye. Although I suppose it's the body he's in's actual eye. Uh, and yes, the kind of like, yellow eye of my only face. Mark. And there's like blood and pus uh, kind of mingling in there, and it started to coagulate. Uh, so Greg got a plus five. All right, so what does Greg do with his plus five? So Greg says, uh, <clears throat> now, just a warning, Am- uh, Amrio, uh, Yuri, this might tingle a bit. Uh, and he ex- Greg extrudes part of himself into the cuts and first uh, breaks down all the, you know, like the streaming, the blood and everything, um, all the pus that's on Yuri's face, and then literally just begins to knit Yuri's flesh back together. Yuri, it's amazing. You can feel your uh, suit's eye being regrown. There is a problem. It reeks of fart (laughs) right now because Greg's inside your suit. Mm -hmm. Inside my... All all over my face. It's just a constant fart smell. Um... Greg, can you describe the the notes of said part? Oh, it's it's um it's very much a, a sulfurous rotten egg smell, um, with with just a soupçon of burrito. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of those like hot hot dense ones. An yeah, eggy burrito. Yep. It's a it's a breakfast, breakfast burrito. Yep. Breakfast burrito. Oh God. With maybe a, a chorizo breakfast burrito. So <laughs> greasy. Greasy yeah. farts in your face. And Yuri's like, um, maybe I should. I think maybe fly. we should have the barbecue tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, has something happened to your appetites? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I understand that sometimes uh, biologicals can go into shock from. Injuries, and that could cause a loss of appetite. I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep. Shock. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. Yep. Well, Greg doesn't know he smells like a fart. He can't <laughs> smell inside himself. He's only vaguely aware of the chemical sense of smell from various particles. He's yeah. only he's only aware of everyone's reactions to him, and as far I mean, as far as he can tell, maybe everyone on this planet is just racist to clouds. That's why they all And now I'm thinking about how weird it is that we have two distinct chemical senses, sensors, <laughs> smell, oh, yeah. taste. He I mean, does not yeah. taste like a fart. He <laughs> doesn't taste like a fart. No. But yeah, you just like made me think about how weird that is that we you know, we've got two distinct like sensory apparatus for detecting chemical. My goal is to enlighten and entertain, so I'm glad that I've done at least one of those. I've got one for detecting light, although I guess you, we actually can detect light in a multitude of ways because of heat being light. But mm. anyway, moving on. <laughs> Fucking EM. So, <laughs> fucking Magneto. So, uh, you guys try to get some rest. Uh, before before we go to bed, Greg uh, is going to. I guess we're back at our, our camp. 
Yeah, the, the water is boiling away as the yep. angel heart sits there, <laughs> glowing. So Greg is going to go into the woods, not far, like a few feet into the woods, uh, and he is going to find a flower. Okay. Greg, Greg picks a, a, a pretty flower um, and then uses uh, his disassembly assembly powers to, like, encase it in plastic to preserve it mm -hmm. um, and then like make a little box for it and then he stores it away in the car alright so a kind of semi invoke of your aspect or compel rather as you're sealing it in this like clear resiny box you notice that the flower like it doesn't deteriorate but it doesn't look the same it's like through the act of attempting to preserve it, you have limited some of its beauty. It looks it looks different. It still looks nice, but it looks different. It is not the same thing you picked up. <sighs> well, it's not for me, so uh, I'm the only I, one who would notice that. Indeed. But, you know, it's just the thought that crosses yeah. Greg. Yeah. Is put, squirreling this away in the car. Tuck it up under a wheel well. Get it in there nice and nice and tight so it doesn't break. It's a good thing that this is a uh, uh, a scientific uh, exploration under the laws of Iceland because you know you don't want to violate international quarantine <laughs> by bringing some fucking prehistoric flower up out of the crust of the earth yeah finds a way yeah I got it I got it we got it it's fine yeah yeah we got it brilliant so Amriel yes uh where are you sleeping? <sighs> um, well, we did get all that camping equipment, so maybe Amriel has a tent. Yes, I believe you do have a tent. I believe you and Greg were sleeping in tents and Yuri was in a hammock? Uh, yeah, I feel like. That I sounds think Greg right. Was just, I don't <laughs> think Greg was in a tent. Greg was I just, thought, like, in the car. I thought you had went into your tent to be more... Proper or whatever. Anyway, it doesn't I'm, matter. I'm sure. sure whatever. Anyway, Emriel, you're in your tent. So in the evening, well after you've gone to bed, you hear a rustling from the tree line. It wakes you up, but it's sort of, I mean, you know, it passes. And then you hear it again later. And then you hear, you swear you hear a car open, the boot, then you hear like scratching around in the car. I think at that point I'm going to slowly like begin to unzip the uh, flap of my tent and just, just peek out. Uh, you see a strange silhouette. Um, it's hard to. S I just remembered it's not fucking dark. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of the you day. see, so you don't see a strange silhouette. You see Greg. 
<laughs> because it's broad fucking daylight yeah. all the time down here. All right. In hey, that case, Greg, poking around in the car. I I'm going to uh, finish unzipping the tent and poke my head out and say, "Craig, what in the hell are you doing?" Oh, oh, hello. Uh, I was collecting a, a sample of the flora and was just stowing it away. Okay, is that? I mean, I don't, I don't really care, but don't you think that'll like shit up the earth if you're bringing all kinds of weird biological samples from this pocket of nowhere up to the surface? Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a. I, I pull it out. It's a flower. Uh, it is completely encased uh, in a incredibly dense plastic. It would be very difficult to remove. It's it's really meant to just be a decorate a decorative piece. You know, yeah, like I those see. insects suspended in shit. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I mean, do you think you could store your biological sample a little more quietly? It's... Oh, I'm I'm very sorry. I did not realize I had woken you. Uh, I'll I'll be very quiet. Greg Greg reaches up with one of his hollow hands and just starts to slowly close the boot of the car, but it's like the hydraulics, so it just goes really slowly as he pulls it down. Emriel glowers at Greg and pulls the zipper on the tent flap down and just continues glaring at him the entire time. <laughs> 30 seconds later, you hear, dunk. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Amriel, it takes you a while to find uh, your sleep again. Uh, and then what feels like maybe a few minutes later, but surely hours you desperately hope was ours, but it feels almost instantaneous. You're like, watch that those Icelandic uh, hiking outdoors people gave you starts beeping, telling you that it's the beginning of the new day. It's the time that you guys set to let you know that it was quote-unquote morning so that your sleep cycles didn't get all weird because it's constant uh, daylight. Uh, Those of you who are outside the tent hear the sound of like guttural uh, some kind of some kind of abyssal hellish language swearing uh, (laughs) followed by the sound of metal crunching and the alarm stops. Great, you broke your watch. <laughs> I mean, you didn't pay for it. No, and it's the last day. I will need it, so. Oh, no, we're going to need it tonight, too. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, well. What you- <laughs> Amriel, why did you destroy your tents? She didn't throw the tent. She didn't destroy the tent. Just the alarm clock. Oh, I had. I'm sorry. I stepped away for a second. I apologize. It's an alarm on. (laughs) It wasn't like the alarm went off and Amriel just like tears her tent open. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, from Spy Kids. 
Amriel Amriel kind of glances down at the at the remains of the watch in her in her clawed hand because she like tore the band and just crushed the thing, and she looks down at it and she looks back at Greg and she goes, I I, I don't know. And she just holds it out. Can can you fix that? Oh, oh uh, let me let me take a look, uh, and I will attempt to fix her watch. Go for it. Uh. I'd say you don't really need to roll. It's just simple enough. It's not like oh, a super tech or anything. You're not trying to build cell structures. So um, I, I rebuild it, but on the band, there's now uh, a, a stripe going down the middle. And I say, there you go. I gave it a racing stripe. <laughs> I was just thinking that when you said there's a stripe on it, I'm like, a fucking <laughs> racing stripe? Who's <laughs> <Yep. laughs> watching a racing stripe? Does the stripe make it go faster? Because I'm not really sure that's something you'd want in a time piece. Oh. <laughs> what? How, how would it go faster? It's a watch. Uh, Is it a never red mind. Stripe? Never mind, Greg. It was a it was a joke. Thank you, by the way. And she puts the she puts the uh, watch back on her wrist. I, I was really hoping you were going to say that when you rebuilt it, the alarm just kept beeping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rebuilt it, but I don't know how to set the alarm. <laughs> uh, Yuri, what are you doing while these two are talking about fixing watches? I think reclining in my hammock. It's just like, I don't, I don't have a hat. Mm. So I don't think I have a hat on over my eyes, but essentially like lying there, maybe with like a <laughs> There could know. definitely be a hat in our camping gear. Yeah, indeed. Mm, I feel like it's probably like uh, the side of one of the, the Raider Aid cartons just like resting <laughs> over my face to cover yeah, my just eyes from the cardboard over your face. endless glowing glare. Yeah. Um... If you didn't have uh, the cardboard over your face, would you be able to see the angel heart from where you are? Yeah, I think so. I'm kind of like on the side of the camp. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and like I like peek, I like lift it up to like watch these two in their morning interaction of alarm yeah, clock. As you fixing. lift up the cardboard, something like is sticking out of the corner of your vision. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looks like. Kind of looks like a nebula. Um, and as you turn to see what it is, it's the angel heart. Um, it seems to be building a more constant field around itself since placing it in the water. So overnight, it must have gone through some kind of metamorphosis. Wait, so what the fuck does it look like now? So... Because you can see into the whole EM spectrum uh, and, yep. and other things, because you can see... I don't see know if I'm wearing my suit right now, though. Because the suit's probably like... I feel like I take it off to go to bed. All right, all right. well, that's a fair point. Doesn't than, you see, yeah, you see the water has boil... Is bo- it looks like the angel heart has cooled down. Mm-hmm. Um, the water isn't boiling as much. Would be what you notice with nothing on. Okay. Well, that's fine, then. Yeah. And I like yawn and stretch and swing myself out of my hammock. And I'm like, all right, what's for breakfast? Coconuts or dodo? <laughs> Either super fruit or bird. 
but we also need to figure out how we are going to transport that angel heart back because we can't take the lake with us. You made us that lead blanket, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I did make a lead blanket. Okay, we can just wrap it up in that. Never mind. The lead doesn't stop the heat. That's yeah. true. Like, it eventually would melt. Lead has a pretty low melting point. Yeah. You could um, spend the day building a more robust container for it. Yeah, I'm going to have to make some. So Greg's going to have to spend the day designing and building um, a every water, type of radiation-proof. Water-cooled angel heart transparent yeah. thing. Basically, Greg's going to make a cooler and fill it up with a bunch of stuff to block radiation. Yeah, That's just make it. Well, we've got an esky, don't we? Just like retrofit the esky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Greg, also, we I need mean, to clean cool. up before our guests get here. It won't yeah. do to have a boiling angel heart right next to our camp. That's true. We wouldn't People want anyone talk. to get. We wouldn't want anyone to get irradiated. Or worse, they might think it reflects poorly on us as hosts. <laughs> I've read on your internet that people can be very judgmental when coming over for a meal. Of course. And you always want to impress your guests. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess I'll roll super scientists to... Um, Yoddle has suggested that you wrap it in osmium, which has a super high melting point and is also heavy as fuck. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Yaddle. Uh, we're definitely still going to need some kind of like I mean I figure we need some kind of like heat dispersion so that oh, the, you know the you metal should... doesn't just superheat and then light our car on fire osmium with a vent <laughs> <laughs> ooh yeah it's melting point is 3000 degrees celsius oh it's pretty fucking high yeah that's insane just, that's just double the melting point of steel yeah that's uh Pretty can good. you can you maybe harness some of the some of the waste energy like turn the archangel heart into a car battery of some kind? I was thinking this that when we get it out of here, maybe we could harness it into an engine. Oh man, an angel oh. heart powered car. Fuck mm-hmm. me, dead. No, if if Greg's harnessing it into an engine, it's going into a spaceship. That's, That's right. True. Well, uh, for I now, mean, I mean, for now, for now we don't yeah, need a spaceship definitely. yet. Hey, you know, it's our, it's our right now. Um, okay, <laughs> so, the car right now. Yeah, we do. Uh, so yeah, I guess Greg. So Greg's gonna make an an osmium container, I guess. All um, right. So as you wade down to the water, Greg, you notice that the heart is giving off less heat because the water isn't boiling as much. Um, that could be two things. One, it could be you know, producing less heat, but it also could just be that the water around it has risen as to a temperature. Uh, but it would have, but in order for that to be the case, it would have had to have reached equilibrium with the whole lagoon, which... Tungsten was probably even better. Sorry, it has a melting point of 3,400. Never mind, continue, sorry. I mean, you could do an alloy. You've got That's the power. I'm thinking, I can. <gasps> I can do a tungsten osmium alloy. It's going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> I, I'm willing to believe you. Um, yeah, so uh, it seems like it's probably giving off less heat, which may mean that it's reached 
it's probably stopped increasing its energy output, which was what it was doing before. It just kept growing in the amount of energy it was putting out. Uh, and it was just creeping upwards and upwards. Ah, <laughs> uh, so it's not infinite. Well, it couldn't have been infinite, but this suggests that it's decreased as well. Like it's reached a more oh. stable temperature. Probably not that low. It's still, uh, you know... Still thing. boiling the water. Yeah, it's more of a simmer. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, oh, it seems to have stabilized somewhat. So, should I roll Super Scientist for its container, or is it for the whole the whole hooky? So, so what are you going to do for the container? Uh, I'm going to make a made out of this. It's a box of this alloy. Yeah, it, an alloy box uh, with a heat sink to vent out the heat, so it doesn't just keep building inside the box. Uh-huh. Are you going to use water cooling? Uh, yeah. There's going to be a whole water cooling thing. All right. Greg so will use the method that's most effective. Yep. Good. They're both effective. You want to double up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want my fleshy friends to develop cancers. Yeah, so well, you could use... So heat sinks, you've got this dense box of metal, and you're going to have some water cooling, so you probably want, like, a... Um, like a can, uh, what is the word? A, a radiator? A radiator? Yeah, a radiator. You'll want like a, uh, the, you want the water to have like a radiator that it can cycle through. So as you've probably got like a container of water next to it, it feeds water into the box and then the water comes out and gets cooled down. Yep. Uh, so, you know, not too, nothing too fucking fancy. You probably like, will want to save putting the heart in it until the last possible moment. Yep. Because uh, this is not going to be a solution that is long-term. So you'll want to put it in there right before you leave. But go for it. Make me a roll to try and make sure all these things are engineered properly and that it's, you know, all your safety margins are correct. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Is Greg Alex there? Alex? Alex? We got Ryan. Yeah. Hello? Did you hit your microphone Hello. accidentally? I must have, there's, there's a mute button on my mic and I must have accidentally hit it. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought that my fucking internet had died for a half second. <laughs> everyone was quiet. Alone. <laughs> I heard you guys going, Hello, Alex? Where are you? Okay, I got a plus five. Brilliant. <laughs> fucking. Yeah. Oh, palpitations. I want to, to build the suspense. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Greg's sitting there uh, messing about with this box. He's assembling components and everything. And uh, you guys are, you know, the Ariel and Yuri, I imagine you're eating breakfast. Mm -hmm. discussing, you know, what are you guys going to do for this barbecue or whatever. And just well, as like, it looks... Maybe some skewers. Just as Greg is, like, putting the angel heart in this box to test that everything fits, you hear... Uh, you feel a low rumbling all around you and in your bones. And then 
a sound like muted thunder. Do I hear that too? You all hear it. Okay. And it sounds like it is coming from... Hang on a minute. I wrote down the directions of all my landmarks. Uh, And it sounds like it is coming from... The... Oh, wow, I was right. Sounds like it is coming from the southeast. What's to the southeast? The south is where you guys entered into the Hollow Earth, and the east is the weird anthill termite mound city structure thing. Like a city built by termites is what it looks like. Right, and the Russian guys were like, oh, you killed us all, they're going to come from that city and... Yeah, Amen. well, they, unless you killed them all and more, you started a war that we'd managed to prevent for like 60 years. You violated the, the fucktard's temple. <laughs> when you phrase it that way, I don't feel as bad about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, there's like a low rumbling and then that muted thunder sound from that direction. And as you all kind of look over there, you see like um, in the distance, you kind of see like smoke, but coming in like a like a smoke cloud rolling out. But also it's like a fan blade, like it's a tall blade of smoke as opposed to the way you'd normally picture smoke or cloud rolling across the terrain where it's sort of coming across like a blanket. This is like a this is like the prow of a ship uh, rolling through. Towards us? Kind of. Not like at a great pace. Yeah, but like pointed in our direction. Yeah, a spearhead of a spearhead of thick black smoke. Hmm, looks like we're in for a change of weather. Oh no! I hope the rain doesn't make us force us to cancel our barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> the rain. Uh. Um, I guess I'll go <laughs> check it out. Uh, Amriel spreads her wings and kicks off and goes flying in that direction, uh, being careful to keep high enough. Mm-hmm. So you, as you fly out towards it, um, you can see that it appears to be coming out of the rock wall, as if the wall had like just sort of peeled open and this smoke is coming out. And as you look at it, is it's blacker than a storm it's like somebody turned road tires into a cloud uh, and you can see little like sparkling bits of something in it <clears throat> as it's rolling across the landscape and it is roughly wedge shaped so as it as the thin point gets closer to you there's this triangular wedge spreading out behind it so it's wider at the wall that it came out of so it's getting wider and wider as it comes out but it's getting wider at the end furthest away from you 
Okay. Uh, and so it's kind of covering the um, that side of the well, that section, not even side, of the um, cavern, the massive cavern that you're in. Um, does it, d- does the termite anthill mound thing, the, do I see, like, any bodies or body parts? Like, that That was an explosion that came from inside, I'm surmising. Uh, no, uh, it didn't, it just came from the direction, like, sort of cuts the difference between where you entered okay. and whatnot. Um, but uh, you're not that close to it because this, like this, this um, cavern is kind of the size of a, uh, like a, a island. Right. Uh, I'm trying so to think it's... of a comparable shape. Did we say it was like Asia-sized? No, no, no. I was talking about the size of um, the the. It journey to the center of the earth, the cavern that they come into is the size of um, Eurasia. Right, okay. Uh, that is, this is not that big. Um, I would say that this is probably like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of a comparable size that we're all kind of familiar with. Um, I would say it's half the size of Manhattan. That's okay. not very big. Indeed. No. Okay. Because okay. you guys can travel across it in a day easily. Oh, like okay. Walking. I didn't realize we got like all the way across. I think we, I thought we just went a few miles. Okay. It's not a massive cabin. All right. All right. Um, just to make sure I'm picturing this right. So you said that the, the rock wall, the cavern wall has sort of peeled open and this blackish smoke is erupting out, but it's got like a spear tip and where it's issuing from the side of the cavern, it's spreading out. But the spear... So it doesn't look like... You only saw the hole that it came out of briefly before it was enveloped in smoke at that end because it seems to be pushing out along the wall at the back of it, but it's still maintaining this narrow things. It's as if a, an infinite pizza wedge is extending <laughs> out of the wall. <laughs> and so the back keeps getting wider and wider and wider, even though the tip is still, you know, right. pointed and thin. Um, but it pretty much stretches from floor to ceiling. I'm going to describe this over our comms. Uh, guys, it looks like we got some kind of very unnatural smoke formation happening over here. Oh, did it say hello? No, it hasn't said hello or tried to eat me or uh, assimilate my molecules, but I haven't exactly gotten too close to it. Looks like it'll reach your camp in like a couple of hours. It is definitely penetrating in the direction of home base. Hmm. Mm. Well, uh, I guess I suppose we should investigate. All right, I'm going to fly in for a closer look. Um, if you lose contact with me, uh, I mean, Greg, you would know better than anyone else how to kill a cloud, but kill this cloud uh, for me. It is, it is quite large, but I suppose we shall endeavor to try. We sure will. But, you know, be careful and... Try not to die as best for 
Roger, Roger. I don't admit you in hell. <sighs> I guess uh, Greg is going to start floating toward the the cloud. Mm-hmm. And Emriel put, put the angel heart back in the water. And uh, Yuri's going to hop in his suit. Yep. Cool, Emriel, you go. All right, yeah. Emriel is going to um, kind of fly up to it and and keep pace with it as it expands, but also, like, maybe try to blow a few stiff gusts at it with her wings, if if possible. Like, try to see if it reacts like normal smoke or if it holds its... formation or if it uh, lashes out and tries to snatch me out of the sky or something horrific like that. Brilliant. So you're, uh, sorry, you're flying towards the thing and you're trying to see what it's made of, yeah? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so as you get closer, the it becomes kind of clear to you what those little sparkling bits are that are in the cloud. Um, it looks like um, glass, uh, or uh, so probably it's like obsidian. Okay. So it's uh the cloud is like pulling obsidian with it. Um, oh, good. But the tip of the cloud seems to be carrying more of it than the deeper parts of the cloud. So it's like the storm front is this rolling wall of black uh, smoke and fog with obsidian, whereas the deeper parts of it aren't. So likely, as it rolls over your camp, you're going to be shredded with obsidian, but if you can endure that... Then it's fine. Yeah. Uh, the lava walls, like the walls of the cavern, uh, do have that obsidian volcanic glass to them as well. Yeah. Um, so probably it's just because it ripped open the wall uh, and it's sort of carrying this cloud with it. Yeah, you know, like the perfectly normal reasons to have an yeah. obsidian storm. Perfectly normal reason to have an obsidian storm happens all the time. Yeah. All right, so um, hmm. other than that, nothing else remarkable, remarkable about it, like something that would be causing the smoke to spread out in that weird formation or hold its shape or it's just a blender of flying rock dust and or rock shards, as it were. Indeed. All right. Uh, nothing else too weird about the uh, cloud. It kind of has, kind of has a ozony smell to it, um, bit like a regular storm uh, would smell. But you don't see any like lightning. Um, it might have like static in it, but not enough to form lightning at least. Hmm. All right. Um, you know what? If if it 
the most dangerous part is the storm front. I think uh, Amriel's going to try to dive into it and try to seal that fissure if she can, or plug it with something. Uh, so you're going to try and seal the hole that it's coming in through. Uh, pretty wide gash. How how big? I would say like as wide as um. Like a few meters. Okay. It's a big rent in the rock wall. Hmm. In that case, I think maybe can I can I punch around at the edges of it until the rocks like until it like collapses in into itself? Maybe. Yes. Uh, you could try that. Let's um, see how that works. For sure. Alright. Demon Warrior. Oh, good. Uh, plus one. Yeah, so you, um, you try to find a way through the storm, or the, the storm front, to get to the rocks, and the obsidian is, uh, a, a strong deterrent. Um, so you kind of smash into the storm wall and try to push through, but you, like, get disorientated. There's obsidian tearing at your skin. Um, it's a very abrasive storm. Do you want to try and push through it? Um, not for the moment. Uh, I will, I will veer off and, and then, uh, tell them... Uh, the lead edge of this thing is just a, a, a whirlwind of, not a whirlwind, but a, a storm cloud of flying shards of rock that seem to have burst in through the, through the wall. Oh, my. It's going to cut everything in its path to ribbons. Hmm. We probably shouldn't be in its path. <sighs> Good call, Greg. We should move our camp. Yes. I mean, it, this whole place isn't that big, right? Is this thing just going to expand and fill the whole cavern? Probably. Uh... Cool. Is that, and our camp's essentially sort of in the middle of the space? Um, no, it's on the edge of the um, of the boiling sea, remember? Yeah, but like, oh, is, that, the, yeah. is it's that nearer on the to a wall than another? Uh, I guess it's nearer to the western wall, but like between you and the western wall is the sea, the boiling sea, which is right. really a lake. It's just... Okay. Cool. Uh, so there's this um, giant hole in the city wall, and this is coming out of it. Basically. Uh, Yuri's gonna like get into his bio suit, which I I figure it's predominantly stitched up at this point after I ate some crab and hung out last night. Yes, indeed, it has repaired itself. 
Uh, you cool. really, it was difficult to take it off before repairing it. Uh, this kind of didn't want to open up until it was yep. fixed. Um, but uh, once Greg fixed it, you managed to get it off. Uh, and now you're putting it back on. Did you want me to yep. leave a scar on it? No, yeah, no, everybody likes a scarred eyeball. Well, it'll be I like mean, one maybe. of those badass scars that goes over like where the eye the eye would be okay. It'd be like one of those badass face scars. I mean, maybe Yuri has a bit of a face scar. Some. Uh, just asking. <laughs> I mean, it would be pretty badass to have a bio suit that has like a weird kind of scratch scar across its <laughs> compound eye thing, and then when it like the suit opens, and Yuri has a corresponding <laughs> face scar. <laughs> They match. Aww. It's coordinated. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Uh, All right. But I put the I put the suit on, um, and I want to like scope out this storm from the EM spectrum sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mostly uh, to see if it's like particularly weird or if it kind of just looks like a big cloud of stuff. It uh, your suit um, bounces back to you some information. Um, it's uh, it's not picking up any uh, inter-universe anomalies. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, good. Points out to you that the storm bears a resemblance to a sandstorm more than a um because you've got the research trapping on it. Yeah. 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 That points out to you that it, uh, with the knowledge that it has access to, this bears resemblance to a sandstorm, but is oddly cohesive in shape uh, and yeah. seems to have an obsidian, obsidian dust storm front. Uh, Greg? Yeah, I was about to say, does this look familiar to Greg at all? Um, I'm not deliberately attempting to evoke anything from Greg's homeworld. However, feel free to say that it does look like something that you've seen. Okay. Because you described um, hunter storms as being more like storm storms, so... Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh Greg, um, do you have any, uh, plausible explanation as to why this thing is so, um, pizza-shaped? It doesn't. Yeah. Oh. It's not. Uh, doesn't. It doesn't look like a shape of a regular cloud. Can so, I make a science check? I guess to see if I can figure out what. Go for it. This way. Dude, dude, that weatherman thing. Oh, that's uh, plus two. All right. Um. Either somebody's violating the laws of physics. Or it's a one in like a trillion atmospheric coincidence. Someone's <laughs> violating the laws of physics. Or a one in a trillion. I feel like Greg would list both options. Yes, yeah. Greg. Greg lists both options. However, experience makes me believe that someone is violating the laws of physics. Yeah, more often than not, that tends to be the answer these days. <sighs> anyway, we can uh, miss the good old days when it was just random circumstance, usually. <laughs> right. Those were the days. Um, is there anything we could do to stop it? Violating the laws of physics? Don't make it spread more evenly. 
Yeah, uh, let's I mean, get some. Let's... We should get some shelter. I think. I guess. Uh, Seems like I the thing. If... Well, I don't know if that's gonna help. Like, uh... like a building, right? It's like yeah, a no, no, I'm... no. I mean, I I understand what shelter is. I mean, if but we said this is just gonna like fill the whole cavern. Yes, but yeah. only the actual storm front, the edge of the storm, the storm wall, is. Uh, has the razor sharp obsidian. Yeah. The rest oh, okay. of it's just going to be a weirdly black sandstone. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be like you're in a black cloud. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so we should we should try and head out of the path of the stone front and uh, find uh, shelter. Someone is ringing my doorbell. Central. I don't think my roommate here, so I'll be right back. That's all right. These guys can discuss which direction they're going to head. Um, where were the structures that we knew nearby? Right, there was the weird compound that was towards uh, the wall. Yeah, so there's the Is that communist in the cloud now, kind of thing. There's the communist bunker. No, but will be soon. It's closer to it than you guys are. Yep. There's the place you entered, uh, which isn't really a structure. The only two like actual structures are the termite thing, which is fucking gone, like it's inside the cloud, and the bunker, which the uh, Russians had the Soviets have, um, which will be inside the storm soon. Um, right, because... that's right. We met some communists, but there's also some Soviets. Was <laughs> oh, that it? Is there more <laughs> than one group down here? There is more than one group. There. I feel like I forgot uh, this. It's very strange. Indeed. So there's the there's the communists, and they told you that some from their group uh, broke off. Yeah, uh, and took to the uh, city of the the ancient ones or whatever, um, and then seemingly the reason had something to do with a religious dispute. Uh, so those people were worshiping the angel in the cavern, and so the communists were like, "No, fuck off! You can't do that. That's not what we're about, yo." Oh, that's we, right. We have a mission, and it is to protect this place for the glory. I was going to say, well, at least we haven't pissed off the Soviets, but we did. We have. <laughs> yeah. We probably piss them off more if they hear about it. We pissed off the other Soviets. Mm-hmm. Um, cave mouth? Can we just go find a lava tube? You could try and find a lava tube. They do sprinkle the edges of uh, the entire cavern. Should we warn the other teams? I was going to suggest on. that. I feel like they might or, have spotted it, but we should let them know. Or at least the uh, TKS Super Sports and uh, the True Survivors. True survivors. When we say other teams, we always exclude the Valkyries. Yeah, yeah. always exclude the Valkyries. <laughs> okay. Unless otherwise specified. But yeah, you could not jump on the radio. Um, I will I will do that. I'm going to uh, transmit on all frequencies and... Um, I will. I will say this is this is Amriel of the Ethereals calling all other teams. Uh, it seems we have some sort of uh, some sort of anomaly uh, has just broken through the cavern wall. Uh, it's a, it's a some kind of black cloud uh, with very violently blowing obsidian shards at its lead edge and it's going to probably fill the cavern in the next few hours you so, yeah uh, you see somebody shouting back in Japanese 
strings of expletives and something and then like uh yeah. Uh and then you hear the true survivors be like God damn boy, we don't understand you when you talk that goddamn Japanese <laughs> Japanese is a completely different language in our fucking universe, let alone the fact that none of us speak it. Greg? Oh, uh, I'm going to... I'll translate what did uh, whoever that was from TKS say. Yeah, TKS, it's the whole fucking team. They're all screaming Japanese. Uh, they are, for the most part, fine, but they're screaming about, like, no fucking shit thanks for the warning it already rolled through our camp. Oh. So they've uh, already endured the storm's edge and apparently not, not pleased about it. Uh, I'm going to. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna hop on it. Oh, was the, I'll ask them in Japanese. Was the damage severe? No, thank. Well, not to us. We just like we lost our tents. But like, fuck it. We'll just sleep in the car for the rest of the trip. Hmm. Uh, I'll I'll relay that uh, to our team and the true survivors. So it didn't destroy their car. So perhaps if we pack our things up. Yeah, but their car is made out of steel. Right, yeah, they have a steel. Yeah, right. Right. All right, yeah, so we should still seek out shelter. Right. And the true, survi- and the true survivors probably should too, because they don't have a supercar, do they? I don't think so. They don't have a supercar, really. They have a more expensive car than you, but yeah. Right. Not by much. So we have a few hours. You guys have maybe an hour and a half now. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so I guess we'll try to seek out shelter then. Um, are we going back to the bunker, or do we want to try for the um, the other enclave of Soviets? I think lava tubes for the neutrality. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a good plan. I don't think they're going to let us in the bunker. I mean, <laughs> they didn't... They were pretty pissed. They didn't exactly let they us take threaten. the heart. But, and yet we well, still have Well, they didn't it. so much let us as we threatened to kill everyone, including ourselves, if they tried to stop us. Um, all right, so Amriel's going to fly around and, and try to scout out some lava tubes. So the difficulty. Uh, I guess Greg comes, is going to start packing shit up. The difficulty comes from it took you like hours to move your car that distance before, because there's no road and you pick through fucking palm trees and thick jungle. Right. Um. Okay. Instead of finding uh, a lava tube, can Greg make a box to put the car in? Um, I suppose you could. Like, well, what is this box made out of? Uh, well, Greg just developed this great new metallic alloy. Uh, super strong. <laughs> you have to, if you do that, you're going to have to synthesize that alloy, which is going to take longer because you're basically performing alchemy. You are turning other elements <laughs> into that element. It yeah. is not an abundant material. Uh, we could we could like strong. dig a partial trench, I guess. We could like partially dig it so the car can be like 
bury the car? Level with fully ground, and then we like, just the put car? a roof on it. No, not bury it. Just like yeah. dig a hole, and then we can, I like, can probably put a make quartz top. out of sand. Quartz is pretty strong. And you could try in. and make quartz. Yeah, you could half bury the car in like a quartz bunker. This seems better because it's going to take us ages to get anywhere. Yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm going to say, so Yuri start digging, and Greg is going to start making a quartz bunker. To... <laughs> Yuri, like, pulls a tiny camp spade out from the back <laughs> of the car. Yeah, you grab the E tool <laughs> as Embryo comes flying back from the lava tube. Then I grab another one, and I'm like, dual wielding, and then just start, like, manically digging. Samurai! Musashi will be proud of your shoveling skills. <laughs> it's like the baseball episode of uh, Samurai Champloo where he fucking dual wheels baseball bats. <laughs> uh, Amriel just kind of like bares her teeth and uh, hooks her hands into claws and, and then starts burrowing the other direction around the car mm-hmm. with her with her no, I think we should dig a claws. hole and then drive the cart into the hole. Into it? Okay. Yeah. Basically, we'll like, yeah, I gotcha, gotcha. like a three-foot hole, and I'll make a thing over it. Yeah, so we'll, only, just, we'll just build if, ourselves an under underground garage. Yeah. So you did only the car's legs ended in, like, actual claws instead of wheels, <laughs> you could use the car to dig. The car could burrow itself in. If only we made the car a mole car for this run. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> if only. Oversight on our part. Big drill on the nose. Well, mm-hmm. next time we go to the Hollow Earth, we know to make a mole car. Yeah. yeah build, turn it into Armadillamon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right. Uh, you two make me athletics checks to dig real good. All right. Uh, and Greg, how's that quartz hill going? How's that crafting? Let's find out. We're crafting for speed as opposed to... It's not a particularly complicated structure. You're just aligning quartz. Um, the quartz is at plus four. And I'm going to invoke my smartest cloud of the room. I'm going to make it plus six because... It seems like it would be a good idea to make this as strong as possible. You realize that it's faster if you... Uh, assemble uh, geodesic panels of the quartz uh, and join them up after assembling them in the sand. So you're basically like sitting on the sand and binding the sand together <laughs> rather, than lift, rather than lifting the sand up and assembling it. Yeah. You're just like flash solidifying a bunch of sand uh, and then have, assembling the panels later. Because Greg has his hollow emitter. So there's a cloud sitting on the sand into uh, glass panels, which gets spit out, and then hollow David Bowie picks them up and starts putting them into place. <laughs> Yaddle's still not convinced that this is not a sentient cloud that I'm throwing at you. He is de- he's asking, <laughs> is, he? is he the smartest cloud in the room? We're not convinced either. I'm glad. Well, you know uh, what? It's not a room, so I am. I'm making a room, and I'm the only cloud in it. <laughs> hey, maybe it's just a, not a very smart cloud. Yeah. <laughs> Rides the short it's kind, of, it's kind of a dumb It's cloud. an average intelligence cloud. <laughs> um, I'm an art history major. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, 
has a beret. You can't see it, but that cloud has a beret. <laughs> Obsidian, Obsidian Stormfronts is the cloud person equivalent of a beret. Uh, uh, I got a I got a plus two with my using my biodimensional armor skill. Brilliant. And Embryo, how well do you dig? I got a plus three using my uh, demonic warrior trait. Uh, brilliant. So you guys are just piling sand like either side of you, manically, feverishly digging, and then you mm-hmm. hear this kind of. Um, and we're digging it like far enough away from the lake that we're not just going to get it filled with water. Indeed. Uh, well, you wouldn't have parked the car that close to the lagoon anyway. Uh, well, and then, we you guys, then you guys start to hear this kind of um, clothing dragged across broken bottles noise, um, except uh, deafening uh, as the jungle is ripped behind you and you see like in the distance, uh, kind of like puffs of uh, green as the leaves and shit are ripped apart. Mm-hmm. This churning, it's just like uh, a moving, moving like tree shredder. Indeed, as it rolls across the jungle, um, it's getting pretty dang close. Your hole is, you know, uh, it could be deeper. <laughs> Do you want to push it and keep digging? Yeah. I'm trying to think of alternatives right now. I don't think so. Um I will I will yell at Yuri, get you know, get in the car, I'll keep digging, uh get ready to drive it in. Okay, go to get in the car. I'm like, if only we still had it like water sealed, we could just drive in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Greg gets in the. <laughs> Did you say right. Craig or uh, Yuri? Sorry, Yuri, get in the car, right? Yuri. Yeah. yeah. So Yuri gets in the car and then like is gripping the wheels and like you're looking at your hands, which are like armored to protect from dimensional energy and gunfire, and then look out at Abriel, who's made of skin, <laughs> and it's like, huh, maybe. One should have got in the car, but Amriel's also stronger than Yuri, so presumably can dig more. But you know, there's a a little wiggle room next to the car. Amriel can. Yeah, I also, I also get uh, armor three from uh, physical force. Or wait, I figured we were all going to hide in the car. Oh yeah, eventually. It's just that. You know, Emerald's being... I, I just, uh, I move the car into, like, position at the top of the hole. Yeah. Ready um, to roll I'll... it in. Greg's, yeah. like, putting the panels up. <laughs> you see, like, kind of a blue light flicker around the edges of these panels <laughs> as they're sealed together. Yeah, we just, we have a, I think we have a, a quick cut of, like, Amriel, like, furiously, like, hauling dirt. And then Greg's like assembling his court things, and then Yuri like pulls the car, car up to the top of the the hole, and then just like winds up all the windows one by one. <laughs> uh, in the rear view, closes the, the airbags. In the side view <laughs> yeah. mirror, uh, Yuri, you see the storm front uh, blocking <laughs> out everything behind you, mm-hmm. uh, and just the rows of trees disappearing into this black shiny cloud. 
Is it on the driver's side, so it says objects of mirror may be closer than they appear? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to keep digging this hole? How are um, we looking? Could be deeper. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, like, jump out of the car. <laughs> um, is there anything... We don't have any weird items. No, we don't have anything, like, particularly... Could I make more than one hollow projection from this thing at a time? Uh, it's not... You haven't programmed it to do that, and so you would have to take the time to program that, which, okay. you know... Not, as not established at the beginning of the adventure, the thing has a few pre-programmed things. Well, no, I know, uh, but I mean, like, if, if, I have, if I have hollow Bowie putting the panels into place, could I make hollow Nurse to help them dig at the same time? It's not... Built to run two projections. Okay. At once. Yeah, that's what I was at. Okay. Uh, you might have to modify it. Do that. Uh, Again, you know, enough. something to do between runs. But like, I bother. We've got one last adventure after this. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, you guys are digging, digging, digging. The panels are going up around the front. Uh, it's starting to look kind of sealed in. Um, Greg uh, has only got a few more tiles before he needs to start doing the part that the car is going to be at. Like, so the car needs yeah, to go in the, the car hole needs to now, go in. or it's not going in at all. Um, oh, I quickly, I think uh, for this like last push, I'm like, wait, no, Emeril, like we just need to dig the tires a bit deeper so it can sit a little bit lower. So we just like instead of trying to dig like the whole floor out, we just right. quickly last bit dig like two trenches mm -hmm. for the um, tires for the tires to get a little bit lower. Nice. Um, and then I'm gonna jump in the car, and then like pump the hydraulic suspension down as like low as it could go. Yeah. So you like sort of curl the knees of your uh mm -hmm. of your car because the car has a uh, if. if for some reason, this is your first episode, or you've forgotten what the car looks like. It's a, it's like a bus car with four like metal spider legs extending off of it with wheels on the end. So yeah, I it's kind of like, bending like, the leg joints so that the car sits lower than it would normally. Yeah, they're like hydraulic, um, so essentially like you have on the back of a um, digger or whatever. Yeah. But one for each tire. Yeah. So um, then you can do crazy so we, like, jumps and shit. Yeah, so we lower the car down and then I guess I'm assuming here that it like scrapes in, like the, the roof is like across uh, the top of the you, court's roof. You get in and uh the the Greg like starts slamming the tiles over the back. Um and the last one goes on and is like right up against the bumper the last like bunch of right up against the <laughs> bumper uh, and then you just hear um it's like a hailstorm if hailstorms were full of teenagers throwing glass bottles at police cars uh -huh. what it sounds like it's just this smash constantly smashing noise and we can kind um, of see it through the, our smoky window quartz roof yeah, your yellowed quartz. Uh, and it's just 
kind of, yeah, you just see this wave sort of wash over the car as you disappear into this blackness. Uh, Greg <laughs> I, has a panic attack. I'm, I'm not fucking surprised. Greg, Greg was focused on his work, so he couldn't really see what was happening. But as soon as that, that last panel goes on, um, and like he sees, like he, so the last panel goes on, and he goes, just in time. And then the, the storm hits, his, his hologram disappears, uh, and he curls, and Greg just like smokes down underneath the car. He digs himself under the car. Uh, and is cowering underneath the car. Uh, meanwhile, in the car, Yuri like reaches under the driver's seat, pulls out a tiny camp stove, a small pot, and a packet of popcorn. And he's like, popcorn, Ariel? <laughs> it's excellent blackout weather. Amriel looks at her filthy hands and like just sort of wipes them off on her clothes. Well, it's sand. You've got yeah. black sand on your hands. Uh, um, I, like, crack the window, and I'm like, Greg, get in here. So there, there's no response from Greg. He's just around the bottom and of the then car. I'm like, I'm no, like, like, he, like if, if there was a crack in the sand somewhere, he seeped under he he dropped his hollow generator that he was keeping inside of him um he's he's basically like hiding under the table during a thunderstorm so so the sand the sand that the car is sitting on is uh looks like there are wisps of greg rising up out Mm -hmm. of it yeah and i feel like did greg when, when I don't, I'm like I didn't I wasn't watching but when Greg put the last tile on did he put it on from the outside or the inside? Uh, I think from the inside. Um, I mean he's he's a super intelligent cloud, but does he have common sense? Hang on, I gotta check. <laughs> yeah, I like you try, to, you try to open the door. Just <laughs> yeah, I open the door and it's got like three inches of clearance to the wall. Yeah, so it hits the sand wall at the top of it scrapes this quartz tile. Then I'm like, Greg! Are you in here? Yes. Oh, I like looking down under the car and there's like a tiny purple fog. Greg, get in the car. Close the door. Close the door. You're breaking the seal. Get in the car. Uh, no, I'm safer here. What if the window breaks? Then, I'm then, then the, the car will shield me. It'll go for you first. What? Perhaps Greg thinks this is one of the hunter storms. Like, he's worried that it is a sentient cloud here to kill it. Yeah. Well, hunter storms aren't really sentient. They're... Uh, they're, they're, they're sentient in the way sharks are. Yeah, I mean, sharks are pretty smart. I've seen Deep Blue Sea. Uh, oh, well, yeah, okay, that's true. <laughs> yeah. They can work out how to flood submarine bases, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. Those were hyper-intelligent sharks. They were genetically engineered super sharks uh, that were trying to fight cancer, so... Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah, no, sorry. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. 
Yes. Um, and Morgan Freeman was there. Sure. And, and so was Jackson. Tom. And so was, so Tom. was Samuel said, L. Jackson. Oh, yeah, Samuel L. Jackson is in that. Sorry, oh, Morgan Freeman. Not bad. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, oh, Greg, is, Greg is terrified. He goes on this a rant is... about the dangers of making sharks smarter and immediately gets bitten in <laughs> half by a shark. Yep. <laughs> uh, like, I'm like... Where, where Greg is from, this is, this is death. This is like... Greg's instinctual genetic fear. Uh, I turned it around. I'm like, Greg doesn't want any popcorn. <sighs> also, he's terrified. Anyone get in the car. And he feels safer because he thinks the storm's going to eat us first. Get in the robot, Shinji. Does he? Do we really want him in the car? I mean, he does. He does kind of have that odor. I mean, yeah, but like he'll be safer in here. I don't okay. want the quartz window to break and then Greg gets dissipated. Maybe if I make him scared worse of being out. Okay, I'm going to intimidate Greg. <laughs> just, He's like, ah, mm. just as you're about to intimidate <laughs> Greg, your radio cracks. You hear a voice uh, come over it. Um, uh, an old old man is like, Mysterials, are, are you all right? You hanging in there? Is this one of the true survivors? Yes. Right. It's probably Vincent. Vincent Victor. Victor? Vincent. One of the one of those names. Hang on. Where's the primer? V. V. Vic. 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 <laughs> it's neither Victor nor Vincent. It's Vic. Um, I, I pick up the radio. I'm like, yeah, Vic. Yeah, we're all good. Uh, Greg's not having a great time, but otherwise just hunk it down. Where, where, uh, we're at the, uh, we're at the camp, the military camp, the bunker. Uh-huh. We hold, we, we hold us. Uh, I think they, they had protection. How's that? What? How is it? You know, it's all right. Food's not yeah. great, and the company's subpar, but... Mm, maybe don't mention that you're pals with us. Yeah, they're not too fond of us over there. Good to know. Uh, yeah, apparently these things come through every every few months. All right, well, at least it's a not entirely unusual occurrence. Yeah, but... Uh... Apparently, yeah, Greg, uh, this happens often. Apparently, it'll be black for the next few days, but that obsidian shit will slam into the fireball and and be gone. Well, that's just dandy. So much up for good barbecue weather. Well, I mean, you know. It's uh, better than constant constant daylight, I suppose. Uh, it's not. Well, it's a, it's a change, is what I meant. Mm. You guys are going to have a barbecue? Yeah, no, we got Santa and kebabs. We're going to have a farewell barbecue. It's such a good weather down here by the lake. Well, you guys are up near the, near the, near the lake. Yep. We, were, we were camping on this river. 
some weird, like, kind of crustacean fish in there. Like, armor-plated fish. Oh, yeah, we, we, met, we met some just giant crabs. Oh, giant crabs! Yeah, and some giant birds. You want to manage your giant crabs, you know. You don't want to pass that on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, see, that's too bad. You could have bought the fish. I had a case of giant crabs uh, when I was in <laughs> Cambodia. Right, right before, uh, right before the reclaiming of America. All right, Vic. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Well, I, I mean, you know, if he's you like guys, still waxing lyrical about his giant. If you guys still gonna have that barbecue. Yeah, we'll keep posted. All right. Well, yeah. Just wanted to check in. You and TKS, none of those Valkyries. Yeah. Uh, if, if if Ariel's wondering, you know, Alex is fine too. Uh, that's but, uh, that's good to hear, Vic. I'm 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 happy. Well, and in fact, Alex is wondering that uh, Amriel doesn't have giant crabs. Well, I uh, Amriel Amriel shoots Yuri Yuri uh, <laughs> death glare. And Yuri like gives her a grin and like a, hey, I got you back. Kind of nod. Well, I'm gonna go quiet for a spell. Uh, there's stuff that needs doing. And the the radio goes dead. So you were gonna scare Greg into getting in the car? <sighs> yes. So now I have some <laughs> some fury that I can transmute into that <laughs> task. Let's see. Let's see how easily clouds scare. Uh, what's your um? So I have uh, resolve, which I believe gives me willpower to resist. Mm-hmm. But I have it at mundane. So, what is your intimidation at? Um, it's I have menace at ascendant tier. <laughs> so, do you roll that with like plus three d six? I guess I do. Brilliant. One fate die. One two <laughs> three d six. Greg. Get in the car. Hey, okay. hey, I got a two, all right? Don't go boss me around until you tell me what you got. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Power tears are fucking broken. Uh, you open the door and say that, and then you just, there's just uh, the cloud, like a wisp just filter, like just fills in until... And it smells like somebody farted in here. Yep. But but now now we're higher up. It'll it'll be easier for it to see us. Amriel closes the car door and says, Greg, shut up. (laughs) And I'm like, have some popcorn, Greg. Greg just sinks into the bottom of the back seat. If clouds could tremble, that's basically what he's doing. I just it sprinkled some popcorn over the back seat. Uh, Greg does not take any popcorn. <laughs> just sits in his cloud. <laughs> just surly. Undissolved. Uh, and a That's few minutes surly. 
terrified. A few minutes later, the breaking glass, shredding tree noise slows to a trickle, and then things stop pelting your quartz tiles. Uh, it's probably about, you know, 20 minutes uh, of waiting in here until it was done from the time it slammed into you to now. Mm-hmm. Um, does it, like, once the, once the, like, head of the storm clears, is it, does it seem tolerable or is it still, like, pretty severe? Um, it seems for the most part fine. Um, you could crack one of the tiles and go out. Or, or um, undermine the sand wall. I don't know. Do we feel like going anywhere or are we happy in the car for a while? It's just the quartz tiles and particularly see-through. Yeah. Holding a piece of quartz in my hand right now. Not exactly. A window. Yeah. Well, was your quartz made by a cloud? No, but I don't have that as a source anywhere on the planet, so I can't. I can only go on what I imagine. Um, yeah, all right. We'll crack. We'll. Uh, well, Greg. Y- yes. Could you pop out and check what the weather's like? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, Frank. God's sake. Uh, Amriel opens the car door and she's going to go over and <laughs> you it's, open, got like, it's got you like three inches door, like three inches as it hits the sand wall and the quartz tile and I'm like I'm going to have to suck it in Amriel <laughs> I like instead I just like wind down the window mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to like try and poke out one of the one of the quartz tiles I thought we had a little more space than that alright so yeah no. If you had more space than that, then, like, why were you working so hard on the... On the yeah, true <laughs> enough, true enough. Uh, yeah, I'll another window and, like, poke out one of the quartz tiles. Just punch through it, I guess. Do uh, you have super strength? Yeah, my bio armor has superhuman. Yeah. Alright, so you punch the quartz, um, and the tile cracks along the seams uh, and pops out and flies into the water. Good. No! Uh, what are you doing? Just breaking the and, seal, Greg. And it's like a black fog. Like, you see it kind of streak in and it sort of fades to nothing. Um, like uh, smoke from a match. Uh, almost like... Uh, the only reason it's visible as this black smoke is because of how much it is of it is outside. Mm-hmm. Seems all good. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like an early morning, like a daybreak fog in that. Yeah. As if you can't see the light or anything, but it's not dark. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like, um, what's another way to describe it? I'm thinking of all these movies that you've probably not seen 
Uh, <laughs> is it like Dante's Peak when all the, the ash is filling the, the air? You know what? That's a good enough example. <laughs> so we'll go with that. I was thinking of there's a bit in the beginning of Plunkett and McLean. But yes, that works. It's like in Dante's Inferno. Dante's Peak, sorry. Dante's Inferno is a different thing. Yeah. I'm sure, there's probably smoke and hell too. Probably. Um, yeah, like the the West is Dobbs past. Should be all good. Uh, hey, Greg. I'll wait to see if it if it devours you first. Okay. Uh, are you gonna punch out more? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Greg's like, I'll wait to see if it devours you first. I'm like, all right, Greg. And then I just put the car in gear. <laughs> and then just drive it out through the wall. <laughs> so you reverse up the ramp. Mm-hmm. Just the, so you smash into the quartz and the car doesn't go anywhere. And then you drive it forward like the foot of space you have. And then you reverse it as fast as you can. And after a few tries, you smash through the quartz and all these quartz tiles are collapsing and falling on the car as you reverse and climb up out of the sea. <laughs> and you're in this uh, and I also like pull a handbrake turn just for the sake of it just for the sake of it sand goes flying and you're in this black dark cloud of a jungle and all the palm um, trees look like all of their leaves have been uh, hit with a weed whacker or a whipper snipper as we call it here in Australia uh, so, like, the leaves are all gone off the palm trees, but they all look like they've been, like, sliced and slashed apart. Yeah. Uh, and so they're less big umbrella leaves and more, like, dangling ribbons of green. Uh, and I, like, with my arm hanging on the, like, arm resting on the windowsill with the window down, I lean over back to Greg and I'm like, see, not devoured. You, you like to poke fun, Yuri, but how would you feel if you were surrounded by a herd of lions? And just as you say that, a herd of lions erupts <laughs> out of the ground. There's no mammals there. Damn it. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? It'd be an interesting experience, Greg. Yes, well, where I come from, things very much like that cloud that just went by are the apex predator of my planet that have devoured numerous clouds. So, excuse me for being a little frightened. Your excuse, Greg. Greg gets out of the car. Out of there! (laughs) Greg Greg slithers past Yuri. It's interesting that you're not the apex predators in your planet. I mean, like... It's funny that you got so far, you know? My species is vastly different from humanity. We we have no uh, creativity. They're also apparently cowards, Yuri. Sort of taking note of this. (laughs) I guess guess now we know why it was so easy for Uh, them to be enslaved. uh, But I'm like, well, I guess Oh boy! That's why you have to save them, Greg. You, you're the only brave one. I'm, as far as I know, the only one. Uh, it, it's it's something I've been mulling over. If huh? I were to, 
there are no individuals in my uh, species. As far as I know, I am the only one. You're I the only brave them. It's it's not it's not a matter of bravery. It's nothing as simplistic as that. They you got all the balls in the division. <sighs> Never mind. <laughs> You're like a hero in a western, Greg. You fight for civilization, but you can't be a part of it. You've always been a lone rider. Rider of the storm. But the problem is that if I save my species and rejoin with the cloud, I die. To put it in terms you could understand. Do you die? Yes. Oh. Why don't, well, you, just build, like why don't you just build yourself up into your own collective, uh, like what Persecutor did? Uh, hopping out of the car, I'm like, well, look, Greg, talking from experience as someone who's died, I don't think it's worth it. But what if your death would save the lives of everyone? Well, didn't you just say there's not anyone? It's my entire species, though. Yeah, but your entire species is one person. One entity. No, my entire species is a collective. Is two entities now. So feasibly, if you survive, then you're 50% good. You don't know how many wars Zeppelin's people were divided up into. That's <coughs> true. Perhaps there'll be, like, a period of reassimilation where every, every cloud is, like, PTSD'd and individualized. <laughs> Uh, just, I'm just saying, Greg. Maybe, maybe once you've done this whole crushing the war zeppelins, erasing the hunter storms, or whatever the Zikrak, then uh, I don't know. Maybe you should think about not reassimilating. I feel like Greg people should try and domesticate the hunter storms, like humans domesticated dogs. Yeah, wouldn't I was that, just thinking. Wouldn't that, that be cool? cool. Yeah. Trained hunting storms. <laughs> Um, it, Yuri, that is something that I have been considering. I do not believe I will rejoin with my Gestalt when, uh, after I liberate it. Yeah. If, if I were to rejoin, all my experiences would be absorbed into the cloud and distributed amongst it. I would be torn apart and rendered inert. It is not something that I... It sounds less and less good the more you talk about it. Yeah, it sounds like a like a like a no go. I don't think Ariel, I. I don't, I'm not really. Ariel, would you like a compel? Meeting your in-laws. Sure, <laughs> I will take a compel. Uh, it sounds like uh, someone uh, uh, like Greg has been brainwashed by his time in the collective, uh, and that. Uh, he was enslaved that he is a master that the that the collective is a master and that he is an individual and that uh it just it sounds it sounds so much like what g-dog did to you uh you know and then and then and then mr l fought for your independence and your workers rights no, you you unionized. You know, God is strongly anti-union. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> that way. 
Listen, Greg, you're well, so... Religion, religion is the opiate of the masses. <laughs> I would argue that opiates are the opiates of the masses. <laughs> well, these days, yeah. Yeah. Opioids, anyway. Um, <clears throat> Greg, you're, you're so caught up in rescuing your people. Don't you think maybe it's better off that you were split off into your own person? I mean, you've, you've met us, you've had all these experiences. Are you going to really save these other cloud bits that got themselves captured and, and then sacrifice everything you've, you've got to rejoin them? Uh, Is that well, really- I, I, I don't know. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I, I you definitely can't go back in the matrix. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I want to save my people, but I don't think I could rejoin them. I don't think I would be one of them anymore. And Would they let you not there? Well. I mean, isn't that it's, not how. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to describe. My, is, is, the, is there a for this? Where of? Uh, but the cloud, it, it acts in the best interest of the cloud. It's. It decided that we needed to leave our planet because the hunter storms were too dangerous. So it designed ships to send us and to send bits into space. It was the first time that we had broken off like that. Doesn't that mean that there would be others? Didn't it? Would it did it send anyone else off? Uh, Greg doesn't. Yeah, uh, I guess he would. Uh, yeah, there are others, but they're far, far away in other planets. Hmm. So as far as Greg knows, he's the only one. There's no guarantee that those ships ever made it anywhere. So you could form a new individualist collective. We could, if they're if they're up for it. Basically, I'm basing Greg's collective off the shape cha- the shapeshifters from Star Trek DS9. That doesn't help me, but I do actually vaguely know what you're talking about. Basically, they had a giant goo puddle, and if yeah. they needed individuals to go out, they would just spawn off an individual. And when it was done, it would come back to the goo puddle and all of its like memories and everything. So it was basically multiple shared consciousnesses floating mm-hmm. around in a goo puddle. Uh, from no, the no from the chat, uh, would Greg's desire for individuality be transferred into the entire cloud? Uh, I don't know. These are interesting questions. It's I don't know. Right. You rejoining the cloud might contaminate the entire thing. Yeah. And then the cloud might seek out individuality, so it might not let you join for that very reason. It's like I said, Greg, like the hero in a Western, you can never go back to the civilized world, and yet you are its only representative in the Badlands. In these here parts... I'm going to have to watch some Western movies to see if I understand that reference. Uh, and just <laughs> as you are wrapping up that, you feel uh, communication on the radio, Greg. Because you can, oh. you're connected to all those bands. You can feel TKS reaching out to you. Oh. All the wavelengths. Uh, oh, uh, hello. Yeah, are you guys having a party? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, Greg looks around. Uh, hmm, 
Yes, uh, the, the barbecue is still on, isn't it, team? Uh, hey, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm down as long as we can... I mean, breathing in this shit is... Well, you okay. got the masks. No, yeah, that's right. We do have the masks. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're good then. Awesome. Yeah, then the barbecue is on. Uh, well, we just got to finish up um, something, uh, oh, and, and we'll be by um, probably at like seven. Uh, sure. Our thing is on the way to you. So we'll right, see. Well, thing. Wait, what? They're doing a thing. Everybody has secret objectives. Remember? Oh, oh, yeah. our thing. Okay, I thought they meant. I thought they meant they're sending a thing and it is on its way. <laughs> no, thing is no, on they, the way. The thing yeah, that they're doing is on the wait, way to us. Yes, their objective is between you and them. Yes, and so right, they will accomplish their objective during their transition to your current location. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. In that case, uh, uh, so we have to get ready. Yeah, Amriel's gonna start uh, marinating the the bird meat. I guess you've you eaten all the bird meat. You only have jerky left. You'd hmm. have to catch a new bird. Yep. All right then. Shall we? You could also catch for a new crab. What are we? Uh, you go we are right now. I am crabbing. How's the angel heart? Is it still floating in the water? Yeah, it didn't get consumed by the storm or anything. Good. The storm and angel heart were not connected by anything other than dramatic tension. <laughs> what do we feel like? Chicken or fish? Mm. Well, it's uh, I say, I say, crab. Very All well right. then. I guess I will. I will go uh, hunt us up some crab. Or wait, maybe the, those crabs were kind of difficult to, to hunt up, if I remember correctly. Surprise you. You might be able to prep. I don't know what your hunting strategy is going to be. Just mm. fly until you find one and then drop something heavy on it. <laughs> like a Buick. <laughs> or pick or it, it up and drop it on something. Mm -hmm. That would be harder. Although you've got super strength. All right, so uh, I will I will go hunting for some crab. All right, go catch some crabs, Emil. <laughs> <laughs> go uh, drive up uh, a cliff, Yuri. You're not gonna have bird and crab. It's BYOB. Bring your own bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as uh, yeah, we have we have salad and seafood covered. As I as I. <laughs> You don't have salad. You have fucking honey vinaigrette coconuts. Yeah, that's not a yep. salad. It's, it's a fruit right. salad. It's a single fruit salad. It's a stuff. It's a salad. whole food. 
Fruit salad with honey could be interesting. It's a complete salad. It is. <laughs> All right. So describe to me your hunting scene. Um, so Amriel flies around, um, sticking close to the lagoon and, and its less boily tributaries, mm-hmm. uh, searching searching out a crab. Um, and when she finds one, uh, she attempts to lure it toward shore, or at least out of the water enough that she can pick it up. Uh, um, so you see a smaller crab. Than the one you saw before, not much smaller, maybe half the size, um, and it's got kind of um, purple dots on it, and it seems to be um, moving from the uh, from the what is that word? It's moving from the lake, the sea into the lagoon, so it crosses the little volcanic sand beach and wades into the lagoon. Right. Um, and that, in that case, um, Amriel is going to maybe... Hmm, how, how heavy are the trees? No more or less heavy than a palm tree. Okay, so probably not terribly heavy. Um, are there any larger rocks around um, that you could drop on it. Yeah. Not, not, nothing obvious. There's no like boulders. You're not in the, you're not in the highlands. All right. Uh, in that case, Amriel is going to swoop down on it like a bird of prey, uh, pick it up in her in her talons, carry it as high as she can, and then drop it. Amriel shred the boots. Uh Uh, all right. Um, so make me a flight check because this is a precision maneuver. Okay. Uh, that would be plus four. All right. So you grab it by one of its claws, um, which you actually get your talons around as opposed to its shell and lift it and, uh, and then you drop it. Hopefully from a height that is uh, significant enough to kill it. Yeah, you start flying up through the blackness and you see, like, some faint yellow orbs um, cutting through the smoke as this cloud... Well, the smoke, the cloud, as the crab is trying to, like, snap at your legs with its other claw. Uh, Do you keep flying? Um, The orbs would be the weird glowing structures on the ceiling, I'm guessing? Could be, could be be something else could be Foo Fighters alright in that case I will um, I will go just a little bit higher but yeah but you're, about to, you're about to slam into the ceiling yeah um, and then and then drop it yeah so you drop the crab I... and dive uh, and the crab uh, smashes uh, on the shore uh a few hundred meters from the uh, from your camp, so the other two are at camp just hear a thump and a crunch, uh, like a, like somebody uh, stepping on a plastic toy. 
Um, and then over the radio, I found dinner. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well done. I will, I will carry that that sucker back to camp. You are like a seagull. Mm-hmm. It's a floppier now because like parts of its shells have cracked. But you carry it back, uh, and yeah, it's you know orange and white for the most part, with the little purple orb things, like egg shells almost, in shape around it. Um, most of them on its underside, but a few on like the sides and top. Um, and as you're looking at them, they appear to be exactly that. They're eggs. They're little crab eggs. They must. These crabs must, like their eggs must kind of bud on them. And then they wade into the cooler lagoon water for them to, to hatch so that they don't boil alive when their shells are still a bit softer. Oh, so it was getting close to hatching its young. Uh, so you could do deviled crab egg, I guess. Or something. Delicious. Um, I'm, first, I'm going to consult with Greg and make sure we can actually eat the crab eggs. And, you know, there's, that's going to be some kind of a, a weird hormone or something. that. <laughs> <sighs> well, it, it shouldn't affect your third nipple, so you should be all right. And I'm not going to fly into a killing rage? No more so than usual. All right. Brilliant. Um, what other preparations do you guys make? I guess you could turn your car pit into a fire pit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. like a make like a spit rotisserie and uh well and I think giant chicken roast the crab. I think you'd want to steam the crab, so No, you can cook the crab on the coals. That too. You could wrap it in yeah, have a have a an old fashioned New England clam bake. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck lobster. I said I said clam, not crab. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, did you just want to get a giant bird as well? Mm, couldn't hurt. Well, I mean, it could, but. <laughs> I mean, it's probably your last opportunity to hunt and eat a giant bird. True. Let's 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 go get a giant bird. Um, all right. Well, I got the crab, so I'm gonna give you the bird, and then I flip Yuri off. <laughs> <laughs> and I like catch it, and then hold it to my heart, and I'm like, "No, oh, thanks, Amriel." <laughs> and then walk over to the forest. With your sword and your mm-hmm. demon suit. <laughs> um, so you're walking deeper into the jungle, and uh, after a while, um, you kind of. You're sort of daydreaming to yourself and going over thoughts of the past and whatnot. Mm hmm. Then you see um, your family. Um, you know your your husband and your, your husband and your wife, 
uh, and your various scores of children and grandparents are there and you're sitting around uh, you're sitting around um, in this central courtyard and there's vegetables growing overhead on the trellises and uh, and you know you're just you know having a good uh, family uh, gathering um, and you realize that this memory is foreign to you. Yeah. Like you never had a wife family, and uh, a husband. Hmm. They are like Asian look people. people. Are not, okay, yeah. Right, they're Asian looking. Yeah, they but could like be. But like not Japanese? I don't know how easy it is to... I, I'm going to say... It's okay. People, Japanese and Chinese, people. like Asian people can tell. Okay, I can't tell the difference. From watching, from watching a reasonable amount of if you are the one, uh, they talk a lot about how attractive Korean people are. All right, well, these people look Chinese to you. I okay. didn't want to, uh, you know, I, I, I certainly cannot tell the difference on look alone about where what country someone. I can't even tell on look alone what country a, a Caucasian person is from. Unless, even more so, really. Yeah, yeah. indeed. <laughs> So, uh, you know, but if that's a thing, if Japanese people can tell the difference between Japanese people and Chinese people, then they look Chinese. Otherwise, they just, they look Asian. Um, Do they look other dimensional Chinese? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they got, they got nipples on their fucking eyelids. Uh, <laughs> Are they wearing weird, you know, pseudo-cultural amalgamation thing? Clothes. The language no, is different, but the clothes not so much. Um, okay, yeah, so wait, is this okay, is this memory strange to me, but am I also like experiencing this or am I just remembering something? You're remembering it, it's it feels like. Okay. Yeah. In my just wandering mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not like hallucinating. No. As you're okay. thinking back on your past and the things you've learned about your past. Your, this memory kind of surfaced and you were just remembering a happy time with your husband and your wife that you don't have either of and all of the children that you never had. In my um, polygamous extended family. Yeah, your super family. Um, I think... And, every, and everybody's speaking a weird form of Chinese you've never heard. Um, thinking on this, do I remember more about this family if i like if i sort of sort of try and dwell on it uh yeah so I remember like do you try and focus on any particular person or are you just trying to remember the name like you know? uh, i try to remember more about my grandmother all right so you know you you remember you remember when your grandmother told you stories about her fighting in the uh war um against uh what crazy war did what crazy war did the Chinese fight in alternate universe China? Who did that? Oh, all right. Um, uh, you remember them um, fighting? Uh, she fought in the war against the uh, Empire of North America, oh, the, mm -hmm. en the endless nation. Uh, 
apparently she uh, apparently she killed a crow warrior with her bare hands. Oh, are they from the same world as the alternate uh, the the alternate survivors? The true survivors? No, because the remember in true survivors world, like Native American Native history American of Native Americans is very similar to our world. It's just that the Native Americans got back with cyborgs and sorcery. Yeah, and, I thought you said they took over the country. Yes, but he's talking about his grandmother taking over the country. Oh, the true survivors aren't oh, okay. time travelers. Right. Sorry. Ah. Grandmother. Ah. Mm. And I just read okay. black, black science, so, you know, I'm like, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, okay. I continue wandering through the forest. Vaguely mm-hmm. remembering this weird family. Is there any other... If I if I sort of like um, you know pass over more of my memories of like reminiscing about stuff, do I come across any others that like sort of suddenly in this context strike me as being a bit uh, non sequitur? Uh, yeah. So um, as you're sort of trying to figure out where this bird is. Um, you yeah, honestly, Yuri's not that much good at hunting giant birds. I'm kind of just indeed. wandering through the forest. As you sort of wandering through the forest, being like, how am like casually I, hacking how through How am I going to hunt a bird while I'm experiencing someone else's memories from another universe? Uh, and then, you know, it reminds you a lot of when you were trying to break the stable interdimensional travel problem. Uh, the idea that in order to form a stable bridge between universes uh, requires an exponential amount of energy, more energy than could possibly exist in our universe. Uh, Now, obviously, uh, it it seems so obvious to you uh, after the fact, uh, but you remember after poring over, you know, formulas for months and months and months, the solution finally came to you. There is more universe than could possibly exist in our universe, but you're crossing into another universe. So the trick is to use energy from all other universes at once so that you don't consume the entire energy of one universe. You instead spread out your energy consumption amongst multiple universes because you're never really traveling between one universe and another. You're always traveling through all universes at once. It's merely your end point that changes. Uh, and then you remember that you don't know jack shit about physics, let alone dimensional <laughs> physics. I have a weird moment of conflict where I'm like, I care so much about this. And then I'm like, but I don't give a fuck, but I care so much about this. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I while I'm wondering, I'm briefly like, uh, hey, um, Sue, could you, um, do you have any photos of uh, the doctor's family? Unfortunately, he didn't bring any such things through with him when he traveled from his universe, and I was built in this place. Um, All right, fair enough. He didn't sync uh, it with his eye photos. However, (laughs) um, I could try and pull something out of his memory, uh, he did uh, sync some of his thoughts to my suit. Uh, I was just running a uh, diagnostic through my memory, actually. 
Um, yeah, sure. Bring up will, a memory I of will, his family. I will attempt to produce an amalgamation of what his family looked like. However, do remember that this is produced from how you remember a person looking. So there will be distortions, almost caricatures, as the things that you remember most about a person will stand out in your memory. Yeah, sure. Uh, but yeah, you kind of see a in your mind eye a strange almost caricature picture of someone's family. Um it's just like a sea of faces moving in and out of focus for you. Mm -hmm. Um one person looks like another but is really tall. So probably like the thing that stood out most about that person was how tall they are. Uh you know. Um and it just kind of just keeps cycling through these faces as you try to pick things out about them. But it's like trying to remember a dream almost as you grip more the person's face and try to get it to resolve and make more sense. It becomes harder and harder and harder to get an idea of what that person looked like. Yeah. Um, but do these, the, the, this memory of this family bear any passing resemblance to the memory of a family I just had? Yes, these two things are definitely linked. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, good. I'll um, continue hunting this bird. Mm -hmm. Slash possibly give up after a while when I realise... I'm getting a bit lost. Uh, unless yeah. a giant bird decides to jump out of the bushes and attack me, I'm well, kind of at a loss. As you're wandering around, you come to sort of an area where the palm trees are surrounded by a lot of low bushes, and then you hear a kind of a chirping. Uh, and then your suit tells you, uh, they're, they're, we're surrounded by things, something. They're a very helpful suit that's frustratingly nonspecific. Uh, uh, and I, I don't like have eyes. Around. As you glance around, it's like, ah, yes, here we go. Now that you have changed where I was looking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's almost like the way that this communicates to you too, it almost feels like these are your own thoughts bouncing back at you. Like Jesus Christ, how did I fucking yeah. miss this is almost what you, it feels like when it says we are surrounded. It's like, Oh fuck. How did I miss that? Where that there are other things near us. Yeah. Uh, and you see one of the terror birds sort of stalking in the bushes and another one off, um, seemingly like eating something. Um, the one that is eating something is uh, further away from you uh, and closer to that chirping sound. Is the one that's stalking, stalking me? Um, it's hard. It looks, yes. Cool. Uh, and I pull out my katana and I think to myself, mm, should have brought more swords. Should have broke all swords. <laughs> uh, and so you slice through um, the stalking uh, terror bird, and then the other one kind of freezes and then makes a kind of a clucking 
um, cooing noise uh, as it charges towards you, and you just hear this thump, 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 thump on the grass uh, as it moves up towards you. Do you turn around and cut it down as well? I cut the stocky one down and then essentially immediately switch into like a um, spear defense where I just like root myself and then like hold my blade up to like spear it into the chest as it when it charges me. Yes, the bird charges straight onto your sword. Um, uh, and you and the and the little chirps go silent for a few minutes as you're looking at these two bird corpses, and then they start to become more. Um, and then they pick back up again, but more fervent and more uh, and and swifter. Like they're they're chirping uh, faster and at yep. um, and quicker and quicker intervals, uh, as if panicked. Uh, well, it was going to be a barbecue, so I I will also off screen kill all the little baby birds. <laughs> You bring the younglings. Back, you bring them back. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> yeah, we get that skull. Skull. Yeah. Except it's like instead of the small child being like, oh. Yeah, all these little birds child. look up at you. you look up at me like just, sad eyes. And then you anyway. just turn your sword blade so that the light catches it. <laughs> Man, we are uh. depopulating this cavern. <laughs> hey, look. Uh, are they like regular chicken size? The little baby birds? Yeah, they're about chicken size. Yeah, nice. And you see kind of near them, around them, um, the, their nest is in the bushes and is made out of bones of other things. Uh, and there's like a fresh kill nearby. It looks like the one of them brought it here. Uh, and it kind of is like a crocodile Komodo dragon, but covered in feathers. Um, so some kind of ground lizard or bird. I mean, I guess it's a bird. Aren't most lizards ground lizards? There are tree lizards. Some lizards are ground lizards. I will defer to you. You live in Australia. You have more lizards than I do. Go out as a kind of tree lizards. Okay. Yeah, I guess most lizards are kind of versatile. Yeah, they're, you know, they're an adaptive. Whereas, yeah, like Komodo dragons. Oh, no, Komodo dragons climb trees as well, I guess. Slowly. Komodo dragons do climb trees, but normally to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. You said ground um, lizards. I was thinking, like, air lizards, like, flying. Well, they are <laughs> yeah, air lizards. <laughs> they do glide. Yeah, okay. Fucking um, lizard. Yeah, it's a kind of bird reptile. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's a transitional sort of like fossil. A, like a, yeah, like a Komodo dragon... Archaeopteryx. Yeah, indeed. Um, cool. I I arrive back at camp carrying the plucked carcasses of two terror birds and a handful. And a sack full of, and a hand of chickens. Just like a hand of chickens by their legs. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, Yuri, and I Yuri's just covered in chicken these carcass. two like sacks. Yeah, these two like sacks of terror birds yeah, uh, and a bunch of with beaks like fucking inches. While you mm-hmm. were gone, Greg uh, was spending his time converting the 
quartz dome into a giant fire pit so the bottom is now like lined with stone and there's a giant rotisserie above it i guess you could use the quartz plates as like um heating elements yeah i was thinking they'd make pretty good plates i would make pretty good plates i'm I'm, we probably have enough to do both so you guys start cooking the food. We're going to kind of skip over the barbecue because, like, let's finish what? this adventure. <laughs> skip over the best part. You will get to describe what happened. Well, okay, I'm fine. Kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> it was I, genuinely fine. <laughs> indeed. So, which is which would you rather the uh, exciting thing happen at? Does the exciting thing happen at the book? Barbecue, or does the exciting thing happen at the escape from the the cavern? Um, to be quite honest, I kind of want it to be at the barbecue. That's the fine. The I don't mind making exciting drive checks. I don't mind that being the case, but I will sure. let you guys pick which of those two events is the more exciting. I'm I'm, I'm open for options, but. I'm okay with the My barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. Same, same here. I'm, I, fine, I'm <laughs> fine with the escape being like a we all leave the hollow earth. All right. Kind of thing. All right. In which case, we role play out the barbecue and the leaving the hollow earth will be the montage one or two line leech. Yep. So you prep your chickens and your terror birds. Um, yep, you marinate so I, them I, in your honey raiderade mm-hmm. mixture. I might do a bit of variety. We'll see if we can get some spicier ones. I still have mm. plenty of butch juice. Uh, well, so so I will. Can say find some more plant varieties. You could try and do plant salvaging for sure, um, or you could try and see what you can mix up from using the freeze-dried meals you have, so you might be able to get a kind of a flavoring out of the freeze-dried meals. Oh, I could be like, Greg, can you synthesize me a small amount of... <laughs> hey, well, Greg, could you synthesize spices? me some chili powder? <laughs> yeah, I just kind of like use Greg as a <laughs> spice shaker. I like have Greg over the food, and I'm like, all right, Greg, cane pepper. <laughs> uh, I suppose I can. And Greg just like, come rain spices. gray, hot. <laughs> Exactly. Cracked black pepper. <laughs> you say black pepper, I just drop like whole peppercorns into it. Greg, I said cracked. Oh, you have to be more specific. Uh, is this everything you dream? Black pepper. Ground is black every- pepper. <laughs> <laughs> is this everything you dreamed individuality would be, Greg? Uh, no, but you humans have a good way. You humans have a way of ruining things. This is what you get with imagination, Greg. <laughs> uh, so I, I make a bunch of seasonings. Mm-hmm. Just Wonderful. We collaborate to make some seasoning. excellently seasoned terror birds. Some good you know, spice you, rubs. You put expensive spices and things on too, because like, that's true. Yeah. I'm like, Greg, give me a pound of saffron. <laughs> what are you gonna do with a pound of saffron? Does saffron go with chicken? I don't know. I've never used it because it's so expensive. Also, <laughs> I think uh, actually sumac sumac chicken is good. Get a whole bunch of black truffles just because. Yeah, shave shave truffles and <laughs> yeah. I, hate, I hate truffles. <laughs> Truffle oil in particular, I hate the taste of. However, I'm not the one eating at the barbecue. 
Either is great. Yeah, so we need that. We need that sweet of mummy. <laughs> um, yeah, good. Like, yeah, we definitely make it an incredibly expensive spiced ch- chicken rubs. <laughs> Brilliant! You make a wide variety we, of chicken. We'll. I think. Meat, I think we'll like meat. split. The, like we'll split the terror birds in like down the breast sort of thing, so we can like open grill them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Otherwise, like will take like the next three you, years to spit roast. Barbe- like how you barbecue hogs and stuff sometimes. Yeah. How you- Cut them in two, uh, and then we'll we'll just we'll spit roast the small ones. You butterfly the terror birds. Yep. In a cruel twist of irony, <laughs> um, we'll make and we'll we'll take all the we'll we'll, ma- we'll take all the wings and drumsticks off the little ones to make some good sticky wings. Some sticky wings, some honey soy wings. Mm-hmm. How good is uh, honey? And I want to make some little little kebabs with the coconuts. With the coconut, coconut yeah, coconut the, the meat, a coconut flesh into little chunks. I've never seen coconut flesh on a kebab, but I'm 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 interested. Well, I mean, we don't have a lot to work with. Yeah, we're <laughs> mostly gonna, do what we can. We got bird crab. Yeah, I'm gonna co- make. Yeah, I got bird crab Ooh, and coconut. Maybe you can make, make the skewers. crab into like a nice summer stew. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, make that. Like a good like tom yum sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or some kind of a um, giant I mean, that, that big that big quartz dome would make a good ball. <laughs> Just flip it over. Yeah. Um, I'm like, and I, I get on the radio and I'm like, hey guys, uh, it's it's BYO and drinks and salads. We have meat covered, and then you know Vic's like, no, Julio like swears in Portuguese. Well, we have what uh, I forget is the lagoon we're next to. Is that salt water or fresh water? Um, it is salty water. Okay. Salt water is uh, it probably would describe it as brackish. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the literal sense, as opposed to the way that it is commonly used. Right. It's literally mildly brackish. stagnant. So brackish is um, often used to mean mildly stagnant, whereas brackish means a place where fresh water and salt water intermingle. So it's yeah. not as salty as seawater. But is saltier than fresh water, right? Um, um, I let the others know over the comms as well that I'm like, yeah, but also you know whatever you've got. Cool, like, damn it! I, I, I just done. caught like five five fish, five like hey, bone fish. Is good fish. Too. We don't have any fish. <laughs> we got crab. We got crab. But we do have a shortage of salad, just so we all know. I don't think anyone's vegetarian, are they? No one. If they are, they probably shouldn't have come to the barbecue. <laughs> You can barbecue a capsicum. Look, if you if you have special dietary needs, it's your responsibility to let the people know. Exactly. Um, and I'm like on the open channel. I'm like, hey, Valkyrs, if you guys are vegetarian, you can fuck off. Oh. Also, you can fuck <laughs> off. They're not invited, are they? No. Exactly. I'm just rubbing it in. That's uh, why. We heard you guys are vegetarian, and we were only going to be serving meat, so we didn't want to <laughs> invite you. You hear, the, you hear the deep, sultry voice of Billy Blacktop come over the, come over the radio. Uh, we've negotiated for some uh, leafy greens from the local indigenous population. Nice. Communist greens. Mm-hmm. Communist greens. <laughs> it's the best kind of greens. You don't want like 
libertarian grains. <laughs> capitalist grains. Oh, capitalist ran. grains is the worst. We should, we should protect the forests because they're a good investment. No, we should protect the forests because we'll be dead without them. You know what else they're good for? Making air that we breathe. Yeah. Why do you want to protect the galaxy? Because I fucking live in it. <laughs> yeah, see, I feel like communists would have a bit more of a mind for the keeping resources for the good of public use. Mm. Mm. In theory. When they're not In theory. Salmon, On so. paper. <laughs> On paper, definitely. Look, broadly, yeah. broadly, communism has been used as a vehicle for fascism, so yeah. it's difficult to judge. We haven't seen proper communism work out yet. I feel like communism's a really, really, really great micro political system. Like for a small place. <laughs> hmm. As opposed to something, say, the size of Russia. Yeah. It's a lot of shit to manage. Anyway. Um, so the, yeah. true survive, uh, the true survivors arrive first, um, and they actually uh, roll up in their car. Um, so they've kind of been slowly edging their way through the uh, forest all day, cause they're, and they arrive like, yeah, so we, uh, we thought, I mean, we're getting out of here tomorrow. We've already accomplished our side mission, so figure you, might as well just set out from here so you had a side mission as well yeah pretty sure we all did uh, and you're talking to what is it? is it is it dick dynamo surely it's not dick dynamo uh, i'm pretty sure it is dick dynamo <laughs> it is in fact dick dynamo so yes you're talking to dick dynamo the happy-go-lucky vice cop who read sweet hog he's not the cyborg is he no, the the cyborg. I feel like the, the cyborg, cyborg is Julio. The cyborg is named Julio Thrasher because he's Hispanic. Mm, I just oh, feel like the cyborg could have been Dick Dynamo. <laughs> I, I made Julio Thrasher first, and then I'm like, I need more. I need like a vice cop, and I need it to not be Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know that they were secret missions, but what were you sent to collect? Oh, uh, so uh, we had to try and find uh, apparently there was like um, uh, a Nazi uh, encampment here uh, at some point uh, and we thought we found it and then we didn't find it and then we did find it and then we didn't find it anyway uh, the shit that we needed, uh, the guys in the bunker had. So we just traded them some medical supplies and a few welders, uh, and our bikes. We left them our bikes. What? What was it? I'm wondering what they want all these different pieces for. I think well, it's, who asked uh, you guys to do it? Uh, scouting. They they okay, said, yeah. um, comms asked us to do a thing. Uh, yeah, it was like a, um, it was like, uh, they wanted us to bring back a bunch of any, like, lab notes or anything, but we couldn't find that, but we did get, uh, 
we did get like a trunk full of uh, full of uh, junk. Yeah, uh, and a few vials of shit. Looked like it was kind of important. So, <laughs> uh, you know, we did our best. Either either the either the scout team will give us uh, give us the boon, or they won't. Really, doesn't matter too much as long as we can fucking space proof our car. Could I take a look at it? The box. Yes, I. Oh, we we had to find a, uh, a a radiation source. Oh yeah, they were f- they said that you had like a bomb or some shit. And I like tap our heavily heavily shielded box disguised as a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Greg's just spray painted on it. Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm, I'm basically cool I'm, up. I'm, no I'm, drinks. Yeah, no drinks, no ice. Greg wants to take a look at what they found because he wants to see if there's any way it could be used in conjunction with the angel heart. Uh, I mean, sure, go go ask Vic. Um, he's just sort of yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll ask him if you can have a look at it. Uh, now, somebody told me that he crap. And and Dick Dynamo walks over towards the the crab bake. Um, Amriel is uh, brushing the coals off the crab now that it's now that it's cooked, and um, she hands him a a quartz tile with some with some giant crab on it. Jesus Christ, He's, this is a lot of crap you guys have. Uh, don't, don't, let, don't let Jason get into any of it. He's got a shellfish allergy. Uh, and yeah, so Dick, Dick chews into the crab as Greg floats over towards the uh, Mercedes uh, truck thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, you see uh, the other guys like getting out of the thing and like laying down their sleeping bags and stuff near the, tr- the truck, and see Alex like pulling out like a canopy that's mounted to the side of the truck. Uh, so they're not really? going to set up full tents or anything. Uh, so you're talking to Vic? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello, uh, Greg. Uh, Thanks for us inviting us to your barbecue. And he sort of like holds out his hand towards you. Uh, oh, uh, one moment. Greg uh, floats back like behind the corner of their car, turns on his David Bowie, and then walks back and shakes his hand. Yeah, I'd heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, oh, I heard you got hands, but like you guys have been fucking living together. So, yes, he knows because. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah, he, he shakes your hand. Like yeah, thanks for thanks for the invite. Now, I uh, I am uh, from uh, I am from uh, the city. God, I've forgotten a bunch of American cities all of a sudden. Do you just hang on? City? No, no, no! You just I forgot all the cities. I forgot all of the cities in the place that I needed to think of. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. That's weird. Um. Uh, now, now back at back my my home uh, in uh, city state of, of uh, Winston, uh, we got a particular way of barbecuing. So uh, I'm interested to see your technique for the chickens. Oh well, you you would have to talk to Yuri about that. I was making spices for him, but he has been in charge of the cooking. Uh, I, I hope that, I hope that boy that. knows how to make a good bark because it's all about the bark. You've got to have a proper rub. Uh, on the chicken. You, he was rubbing things into it. I, I tend to stay away from cooking as I don't really taste flavor. I, I tried it once and uh, apparently the the vomiting was not a normal post-dinner uh, pastime. It's like panda cooking. <laughs> hey, but, you like cute things, so I made you a pony. <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> I, I, had, I had a question for you. Yes. Uh, who is? Oh, uh, 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 fuck! I just forgot his name. The guy who told me to come over and speak to Vic. Dick. Dick. Uh, Dick said that I should talk to you. Uh, I'm I'm concerned about the secret missions that everyone had. Um, I I know that Scout Team One sent everyone to find something. Uh, they they had us find a radiation source. Um. I was wondering if I could look at the materials that you recovered uh, to see if there's any way that they could be used adversely. Uh, sure. All right. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you, uh, me, you, you can watch me, of course. I don't, I don't want to take anything. Oh, thank you. Uh, he says, as he walks off towards your barbecue, uh, it gestures to the trunk that is on the back of their truck. Oh, okay. Uh, I will open the trunk and see if I can find the box that has the stuff in it that they found. Uh, well, so it's like a truck bed. So. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Then Sorry. I'm gonna. I did say tr uh, the the trunk as the trunk that. Right. Lower the tailgate and see what's see what's back there. Yeah. Uh, so you open up the uh, the the trunk, the large crate, um, chest thing. Um, it's got a little worn. It's very worn. It's got like an old padlock on it that uh, looks like the. Um, True Survive is just cut through with an oxy torch, uh, and you open it up, and there's like journal things in there. Um, yeah, there's a few books, a bunch of like uh, resource books, like kind of stuff, like almost like um, it's like an encyclopedia of chemical formulas and shit like that. Um, and uh, and a few vials of different things. Um, you see a jar of like they almost look like um, macadamia nuts okay. uh, inside, like a jar of uh, green fluid. Hmm. Okay. Uh, you see a little a jar of formaldehyde with a bird fetus in it. <laughs> is it a familiar-looking bird fetus? Uh, no, it is not. Oh, so it's not like a terror bird? It might be another variety of bird from here. Okay. It's a small jar for sure. 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here. You can make me an investigation check. Okay. Uh, I think there's an investigation. Oh. There is. I have it. Great. Not, not great, but I have it. Okay. Because you're trying to piece together what all this shit means and if oh. there's any rhyme and reason to it. Uh, okay, so uh, that puts me at uh, minus two. Um, okay. So I'm going to invoke my smartest cloud in the room. And uh, that gets a lot of mileage. Well, <laughs> it's a signature aspect. That's why I put the yeah, points at the room. Um, and I'm also that brings me up to zero, but I'm also <laughs> going to spend a fate point because I actually have to do it and um, invoke curiosity killed the cloud to bring me up to plus two. So I'm going to use two aspects. All right. So curiosity killed the cloud. Because um, I'm I'm curious about this. I want to see how this all fits together. Uh, so you're looking at a few of things. If it does it all, and you open up the books. Uh, and they're scanning through them. And it seems to be like a cataloging of... It's almost like a, a study of the biodiversity of this region. Okay. Um, and there's some talk about... Um, clearly, this used to be uh, a, a outpost for the Aryans. Uh, and yada, yada, yada. About the great races that came before. Mm -hmm. Um Perhaps this was some kind of garden where they cultivated uh, great crops uh, with amazing scientific properties. Uh, and you open up and you're sort of picking through the vials and seeing what they are. And as you pick up one, um, you uh, sort of uh, uncork it uh, as the book seems to refer to it as... Um, as uh, you think that it's some kind of... Uh, only floral scent, and you're like, well, maybe it smells nice. Maybe, maybe uh, it will smell so nice that I will be able to smell it. <gasps> uh, and you're curious. Uh, and that's not what happens. The gas spews out of it. It looked like it was a liquid, but you take the top off, and it sort of uh, becomes a gas, and okay. it spews out this violent, this very purple um, little bit of gas and it goes into your clout um, and you start to feel the connections between the bits of yourself breaking oh. again. Like when you were in the... Um, well, like when you were in the lab in Mongolia and you got right. hit with the radiation stuff. Yeah. It's like that. It's breaking down the bonds between you as a cloud. That's... That's... Ow. However, um, it is a gas. It is a physical molecule that is having this effect on you. Okay. Uh, so as opposed to radiation, caps the um, the, the vial uh, and runs away out of the cloud. It's sort of lingering in the gaseous nanoness that is you. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming Greg, uh, as Greg is a cloud. He mm -hmm. probably has some way to filter himself, so he's going to take some time and do that. Well, you, it's a physical That's molecule, so you could just dissolve it. Oh, or yeah, that too. Oh. Which I would imagine is how the way your race filters itself. Probably, like, yeah. It's it's probably it can break down molecular bonds. Oh no, so I'm dirty, and now the dirt is carbon. 
Yeah. So you just start breaking down this compound. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's a weird natural molecule that it would disrupt the bonds between your nano cloud self. Is there any way that could be used in conjunction with the angel heart? This research doesn't seem connected, except in the way that maybe the great race that came before and the Aryans might be a reference to the angel or the people that built that little grotto temple thing. Okay. But it's un it's an unclear connection. The research into the chemical compounds that are in this place definitely not connected to the angel. Okay. Uh, so one, once that cloud dissipates, I'm going to put the, the vial back and close up the, the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Emriel, uh, uh, you're, you're yeah. mingling about. Um, you see Vic and uh, Yuri talking about, you know, barbecue techniques. Vic <laughs> seems to be uh, like, um, seems to be, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? It's an American slang that I don't know very well. Anyway, he's, um, he's making fun of uh, Yuri's barbecuing technique, basically. Been like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a terrible spice blend. Oh, this bark, you didn't get a good bark going. And yada, yada, yada. Yuri is exp- explaining the merits of a more minimalist Asian style barbecue. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's Japanese fusion barbecue. It sounds like it, it, it tastes like you used an entire pound of saffron in this. <laughs> Well, when you got the truffle it, is just overwhelming. <laughs> uh, uh, what are you doing, Emriel? Um, I guess I'm I'm serving the crab, um, putting more pieces on because there's mm-hmm. hungry people uh, to be fed. And Alex walks over. Alexandra Remington. Walks up to you to get some crab. I will, uh... Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Yeah, um... Yeah, good. You just sort of both stand there in front of the barbecue. Um... Anyone else, uh, anyone else around looking for crabs, or can I... No one seems to be walking up to you to get food, but like no one's far yeah. away. All right. So yeah, I guess I'll uh, I guess I'll turn my attention away from the from the crab cooking for a bit. Do you give her any crab? Yeah, I will. I will give her a piece. Oh, she's like, thank, thanks, thanks. Uh, wish we had some bread rolls. You know, make some, make some crab rolls or something. Uh, we we might have some kind of a freeze dried biscuit. I don't know. We we got a whole bunch of stuff. Let me see if I can find something for you. I will... Stands around awkwardly as you rubbish through the thing of freeze dried shit. Um, you find what looks kind of like a bread, but it's got a bunch of writing on it in Icelandic. Um, they kind of look like um, flat 
soft-ish discs. Maybe if you, like, rehydrate them, they become more like bread. They're about the size of a Eggo waffle. All right. Um, I guess I will. I will try maybe <laughs> to rehydrate it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, this is the closest thing to bread that I've found. Uh, but did you're more than welcome. A, did it have a label? <laughs> uh, it it did, but it was in Icelandic. Uh, I will. So uh, basically, no. Then right. <laughs> so many consonants. So many. Too many. I mean, any any language that has that many consonants is trying to hide something, right? I mean, I kind of agree with you. It's as if the language itself is saying that it knows something we don't. We're, uh, we're kind of short on vowels in the pit ourselves, so... She grabs the bit of hard tack. <laughs> He's like, well, thanks for that. And she goes to walk off back towards her car. Um, I, will, I will stop her. How? Um, I'll say... I'll just say her name. Alexandra. She pauses and sort of turns around. Yeah. I've missed you. She just sort of looks at you and nods. It's like, yeah. Okay. What do you want me to do with this information? Uh, you know, I I don't know, but I just don't, I just, I don't want to make this any more difficult for you than it already might be. I don't, I don't Everyone know. Everyone kind of starts to look, but not look towards you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, they're trying to look like they're not looking at you, but they've all stopped talking about whatever the fuck they were talking about before, and they're just, like, sort of quietly looking at, like, the fire, or the lake, or, you know, at their food. Do you... Do you want to go someplace away from prying eyes? I... Uh, and she looks at you for a minute and sort of like this empty uh, second of time between you guys and then she's just like I'm just gonna eat and she walks over to the car Then you see. Uh, I come up to like beside Amriel and I'm like, mm -hmm. kebab? And just as you, as Amriel offers you a kebab, you see uh, Jason Judo walk over to uh, Alex. Uh, 
Uh, and he's kind of, she's like sitting in the door of the car, like um, sitting in the doorway of the car. And Jason's kind of standing between your view of her. Uh, he's kind of like standing over her, like, uh, and they're talking. It's clear that they're talking to one another. Um, as as Yuri's like, Kebab? Hmm. I don't have anything alcoholic because I feel like I'm going to need it. I want to talk to Greg about that. <laughs> or Julio. Or Julio. <laughs> Greg or the true survivor is really the best bet. But I In bet the meantime, Greg could, I bet Greg could ferment up a mean coconut juice thing so in no time. Julio's just upset yeah. that uh, Yuri and he can't ride the lightning anymore because now Yuri, Yuri's all flesh <laughs> and blood. All fleshy and electrocutable. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, you, uh, never mind. I guess I'm riding alone tonight. <laughs> As he hooks himself up to a car battery. Poor Julio. In the meantime, yes, I guess kebab will have to do. Uh, so you might try a delicious shish kebab. Uh, and a few minutes after this exchange and the kebabs, you guys hear an explosion uh, deeper into the forest, not near you. Uh, but yeah, you just Sorry. hear an explosion. I don't know why Alex just fucking made guitar noises. You said you said explosions, and it made me think of Mr. Torg from Borderlands Two. And if there's an explosion, it has to be accompanied by air guitar solo. Of course. Uh, yeah, so there's an explosion in the distance, uh, and then a few minutes later, uh, uh, four more in quick succession, like a few seconds apart from one another. Has TKS shown up yet? TKS has not shown up yet. Is it seven? Uh, it's about five. Oh, okay. So it's not they wouldn't be here yet. Um, we don't know where they were camping, so we don't know if that's in the direction. Do we know where they were camping? You have the impression from the fact that they got chewed through the storm first yeah. that they were camping to the southeast. And where's the explosions coming from? The southeast. Oh, I'm, sure that's, just, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> southeast, but closer Oh, okay. So it's not their camp, some in between distance, like, say, the job that they had to do. Right, right. Well, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so going to radio, like TKS are bringing the party. Is that cop car going past Ryan and Alex's location, or... No, my Finn's? location. No. Okay. It was very faint, but I picked it up. No, now I hear it. Yeah, I hear it too. What'd you do, Finn? <laughs> no, Finn just lives in town, so. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to since Greg has his radio built in. Uh, he's going to radio TKS. Mm-hmm. Uh, TKS, are you there? 
Yeah, yeah, we're we're here, Greg. We're just um, we're just uh, in the middle of some of a of an excavation. Oh, of, of an artifact. We we can hear the explosions. Uh, yeah, yeah, we had to blast. There was uh, an obstruction. Can I make an empathy? I think it's empathy. Yeah, that's, that's like go, go for it. See if what's what's yeah. going on. Are you trying to see if they're lying or what are you doing? I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess that would be empathy. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have like super lying skills, does he? So I'm just rolling a pace. No, they they're all engineers. All three of them are engineers. <laughs> Plus one. Well, he's not lying. But does he see down? There was an obstruction and they had to blast. Um, he, however, an obstruction is probably a euphemism. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, if you need any help, we're not too far away. Just give us a call. Oh, no. We've dealt with it now. Uh, and uh, and then in the distance, you guys hear like uh, a string of laser rifle fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, probably, definitely dealt with it. Like, <laughs> you hear one loud ring out of a gunshot. It's like, yeah, we got it. It's fine. We cleared the obstruction. Greg, Greg just gives everyone a thumbs up. Well, o- okay then. We'll we'll see you later. Yeah, we just gotta pull the artifact out of its hole, and uh, we'll be there in like. Uh, oh, we should be there by seven. Yeah, uh, 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 true survivors are already here. Don't worry, there's plenty of food, and uh, good luck with your artifact. We're, we're we're bringing uh we're bringing wine, rice wine. Ooh, sake, very good. No Chinese rice wine. The oh. shit kill you. You know the terrible stuff, the bad stuff. Ah, uh, well, it's all alcohol to me. <laughs> Never change, Greg. Never change. As he is off uh, the radio. Yeah, I relay. They had to kill something. They're all right. So, how does the party evolve in two hours it takes for TKS to get here? Uh, More well, events of note happen. Greg will synthesize a giant uh, punch bowl of alcohol if that's what people want. <laughs> a fruity punch bowl. Yeah, just a giant bowl of Mai Tais. Nice. Um, I feel like Amriel will be probably sticking pretty close to that bowl for the (laughs) remainder of the party. One for the guests, one for me. One for the guests, one for me. (laughs) One for the guests, one for me. Two for the guests, one, two for me. Five for me. (laughs) Greg, we need another punch bowl. (laughs) You know, you know this party needs karaoke, Greg. Greg, we need a karaoke no. machine. No. We need, no, we need a karaoke machine right now. I, I, I don't think that's advisable. I want to sing "Living on a Prayer." 
<laughs> just by yourself. Greg would need to have a catalog of music. <laughs> the yeah. car has a stereo. <laughs> Uh, I assume we've got some tapes. <laughs> Dick Dynamo pulls out his ukulele. Uh, uh, and Vic grabs, grabs, uh, grabs, what weird instrument would an old man play that you could fit in your, in your car? Harmonica? I feel like harmonica is too obvious. What about with those mouth, uh, those like boing, 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 what do they call those? Those, uh, Mouth pianos? Is that what they are? Is that it's a like thing? Uh, you no, see, I think mouth piano, you can have, like, you've got mouth keyboards. No, no, yeah, no, I, ah, fuck. Uh, I mean, really Google mouth go instruments. Like, and... You can go with, like, accordion or... Oh, there it is! Uh, a jaw harp. Okay, yeah. A mouth jaw. organ. Yeah, Vic plays the jaw harp. It's like a little boing, 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 boing. Yep. Yeah. They start playing weird discordant music. It's like you're at a barbecue for horror clowns. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and Amriel is is drunkenly singing um, "Living, living on, on a Prayer" <laughs> to to <laughs> polite music, basically. <laughs> Island Calliope music. <laughs> uh, brilliant. So, TK has arrived um, from the beach side, actually. Um, and they sort of roll uh, in from towards the beach down the lagoon. Uh, ten penny was pretty good, too. Ten penny. Uh, and they're like, you know, they, they, they fire loud, like... Uh, you know, they start handing out uh, bottles of wine, of rice wine. They've got like three or four of them. They start handing uh, them out, and you start getting more drunk. And then, uh, and you we're like, all we're, like, it's like a smash cut to us all singing "Living on a Prayer." Ridiculous <laughs> yeah. music. Just singing "Living on a Prayer" as Ayumi plays the electric keyboard. <laughs> Vic, like, is hey! on, Vic is on the mouth organ, <laughs> and, uh, and Dick Dynamo is on the ukulele. It's like a it's like a horrible high school band. Yeah. <laughs> it's my high school island calliope music cover band. Uh, we do covers of other band songs. Uh, uh, so but I was covering them as island calliope. When I, when I was in college, a friend invited me to a show for his high school band, and it was a bass guitar, a drum, and an oboe. <laughs> <laughs> what band was this? Wait, was it someone I know? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> can I talk to uh, TKS before they get too sloshed? Yeah, go for it. Uh, so, how did the uh, artifact extraction go? Oh, yeah, man, we fucking put that thing out of there. Cut that artifact a new one. I'm... May, can I see it? I'm, I'm concerned about these missions that Scout Team 1 has given us. Oh, yeah, man, sure, take a look. Uh, right. And it looks like uh, he takes... Uh, who is this? Which one of the twin triplets is this? Uh, 
Kayuki. Kayuki takes you back to the car. Like, yeah, we had to we had to put it in a uh, we had to put it in uh, Kuma's seat. But uh, so uh, yeah, we pulled this out of the damn thing, uh, and it's a like a statue, a marble statue, um, of twisting tree-like tentacles covered in eyeballs uh, with teeth erupting from it at random intervals. And the teeth are real teeth that were somehow embedded into the marble. Oh. It's sort of sitting on a dice with riding around it. Uh, it it's, uh, looks like Aramaic. What's it say? Uh, it say, it appears to be a poem where the gist of it is uh, don't fuck with shit from beneath the Earth's crust. Huh. Uh, did you have to kill something to get this statue? Yeah, man, it was like a big fucking... Uh, like, how, how to describe, like, uh, 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 kind of a crab crocodile thing, but fatter. Ah, did it, did it come up out of with, the ground? With, like, pincers, like an ant, like, like mandibles, mandibles, oh. not pincers. Right. Well, uh, can I examine the stat, is it, like, emitting any kind of radiation, or is it just a no. statue? It's just a statue. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you guys party on into the night. Uh, does anyone else do anything before they pass out or wander off into the woods alone? Uh, no. Like Yuri just has a thoroughly good evening getting hammered. He gets thoroughly sloshed. We eat so much terabird. So much crab. <laughs> so much chicken. Yuri makes lots of jokes about Amriel's crabs. <laughs> Everyone, get some of Amriel's crabs! <laughs> In a quiet moment, I'm like, Amriel, I'm sorry I didn't work out with Alex. Hmm. I guess she just didn't want your crabs. <laughs> quiet moment, ruined. <laughs> oh, Yuri. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Amriel. Oh my god, are you guys gonna like, fuck her? Oh. <laughs> That'd be weird. Nope. Mm -mm. That could change the team's <laughs> dynamic. Slightly, yeah. That's not happening because Amriel is a lesbian and Yuri is gay. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> You're like as far from each other on the sexual spectrum as you can possibly get. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, well, I guess as far from each other. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. Just thinking in terms of positions that are most opposite. Uh, hypersexual and asexual are pretty. <laughs> yes, pansexual and asexual, essentially. Well, pansexual isn't necessarily hypersexual. No. But yes, but anyway... Attracted to things, yes. Okay. I guess if we're going by 
merit of things that you're attracted to, then yes, sexual <laughs> and asexual are pretty far apart. In the Venn diagram of shared sexual interests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. I feel like after following that exchange, there might be like a very brief, very sad fight between uh, between Yuri and Amriel. <laughs> very quickly broken up. <laughs> Amriel just like jumps on top of Yuri. And then, like, Yuri's just, like, pinned. Like, I'm not wearing my bias suit, so I'm like, I literally can't move. (laughs) Just some dude. You got me. And then Amriel just, like, starts laughing and rolls off, and (laughs) this is really tense, awkward moment where everybody thinks we're gonna kill Amriel's about to, like, destroy Yuri. Yeah. Because you are a demon. Do you talk to Alex at all? Um, I feel like... I feel like at some point in the party, Amriel gets drunk enough that that happens, but I don't know that it goes anywhere productive. So by the time Amriel gets drunk enough to work up the courage, Alex has gone to bed. Uh, do you stumble <laughs> awkwardly into the tr- uh, true survivor's camp? Uh, and try Try and then have a drunken conversation with sleeping Alex. Yeah, try and have a drunken conversation with a sleeping bag. Yeah, I think, I think yes. I think yes. Alright. So, you trip over a, a, a pot of some kind, um, and, and kick somebody as one of the other true survivors has gone to bed. And then you, like, flop down on the sand next to Alex, and you just start, like, talking to her about what's going on, and, you know, like, you know, you miss her, and all this stuff, and then, like, ten minutes later, you know, you, you, you kind of you're just pouring your heart out, uh, and Alex is laying there next to you, like, snoring, uh, and then, uh, and then what do you do as she's snoring? Um, Seemingly, uh, maybe having missed what you've said. I'm going to draw from from personal experience here. Um, it's it's like a it's like a tape on loop on endless repeat. Amriel just starts right right back over from the beginning again without quite realizing that she's not you know that she hasn't moved on to another subject. <laughs> and and from uh, across the camp. Uh, you feel something like hit you in the back of the head. <laughs> Amriel, Amriel turns and and like snarls and then and then stumbles. Yeah, you turn and snarl and see Alex like sitting up in the sleeping bag, staring at you from across the camp. <laughs> as you realize you've been talking to one of the other TKS members. <laughs> one of the other true survivor members. Emriel <laughs> does like a, uh, a double take and, and then kind of rolls, rolls over Julio. Yeah. You like grab their shoulder and then it's like right. Julio's cyborg face snoring. <laughs> and, and then just sort of uh, sits down next to Alex and then, and then looks over and goes... That that wasn't you. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't. And up until like five, uh, up until a few minutes ago, I was having quite a pleasant bit of sleep. Now that it is finally fucking dark out in this place. I hear you there. Being in that tent was like being inside of a light bulb. Oh. Does does this talking about the tent and being in it uh, dovetail nicely into you talking about being alone in said tent and and missing the company of another person? And then like your 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 dialogue starts all over again. Your monologue. Or you're gonna realize how awkward it is to restate your entire monologue. I feel like I feel like she might have been listening to part of it, so I I try to say something like Listen, I I know I know that you're you're thinking about going home and, and everything and and I know I know that I don't. I. I mm. Yeah. And she then, puts, and then they she just... puts her hand on your arm and, like, you know, you kind of look into each other's eyes for a while, and then she says, "Amriel, I'm god awfully tired. So, and then uh, Amriel like nods and and." stumbles away and as you're stumbling away you just hear Julio go man Alex that's cold (laughs) (sighs) and Amriel spends another night alone in her in her tent yeah, as you're walking back to your bed, Julio uh, and uh, not Julio, Jason and Yuri uh, are standing next to each other. Jason's like, "Look, man, I'm telling you, if you try to cut me with your sword, I can just like block it with my sweet moves. I'll just deflect it. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I can like even break your sword. Uh, I'm not gonna, cause you know, I respect you as a as a dude, as a guy, as a fellow practitioner." But you know, you, you know, I just got I, so many moves, and he's like flinging his arms around in front of him like a kid doing karate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this this uh, briefly evolves into them like Yuri being like, "All right, all right, all right, I'll get my sword," and then it's them like standing in front of each other in the fire <laughs> with like him, and he's got his like arms out ready to like deflect the katana, and then Yuri is like holding his sword kind of like stumbling side to side and then they make some like very awkward uh, complete swipe misses where like Yuri just like swipes it at the air to his left and the other guy like massively overcompensates and like dives Jake's for it. like, see man, you can't even hit me. I'm too fast. I'm like <laughs> floating like a wasp and stinging like a spider. Uh, and I think at some point they <laughs> they both just devolve into like hysterical giggles on the ground. Yeah, about being like, "You got me, yeah. Uh, you're too good for me. Your moves are too good, man. Your moves are too good. Oh man, you're so good. You're so good at catch a bullet. Let's not do oh, that one. Oh, you're so good at fighting. So you're just real good at. Oh man, we should like 
We should like open up like an inter a kung fu film company. Yeah, that's what you're thinking, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yes. Yes, I like where your head is at. I was going to say we should open up like a martial arts studio where you teach techniques from this earth and beyond the grave, and I te teach techniques from my earth, and also we make move martial arts movies. Let's like just start a stunt crew. Oh, man, that was so good. We should, oh, so good. I feel like somehow oh, in this universe, Jackie Chan is also a superhero. Well, yeah, but that's only because Jackie Chan is a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> He's a superhero and an opera singer. In real life. And, oh. a, and, a, and a skilled dramatic actor and so many things. Mm -hmm. And has his own cartoon. Although I feel like I feel like he was a superhero, but not he was maybe did, did did people the superheroes who didn't have superpowers disappear during Ragnarok? Every active superhero disappeared, whether they were known to the public or not. Yep. Some and like, and even if they didn't have like even if they didn't have like yep even if they didn't even have if, powers if like so like Batman would have fucking disappeared. Yep. It was every active hero, every active villain. A f I think a few. Like retired villains remained, um, and a couple of sidekicks. Um, but like, um, yeah, actually, yeah, and a few sidekicks because like there's a there's an antagonist book that they just put out for base raiders. That is the sidekick of a sword hero has been like, fuck you guys. I'm the only real hero left and I'm going to stop all of the other... I'm going to stop all the base raiders because they're pretenders to the throne. <laughs> I think he's... Uh, I think he's a villain good. in the new RPPR base raider campaign, which is coming out soon too. I don't know if he's a main villain, but he is one of them. Um, I, think, I think Jackie Chan disappeared. <laughs> no, not Jackie Chan. Exemplar. The character. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, they sound for a second. No, but I think Jackie Chan <sighs> disappeared during Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah, we could be like the new Jackie Chans. Yes, good. We continue. <laughs> we yes. cut away from this conversation. That it they did. Uh, and gradually then, fall asleep. And then, unless Greg has something, um, Greg is the only sober one at the party. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it must be hell over yeah. there. <laughs> Greg, Greg is the only sober one at the party. Sometimes but he's it's fun being out. the only sober person because you get to watch all these fucking giant children do stupid shit. Oh yeah, um, I'm just trying to figure out if there's what what that statue is for. Mm-hmm. You could try and rub it on some of the other secret objectives. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm probably just Says, chasing something. Someone. But... Um, uh, classic classic uh, Call of Cthulhu scenario maneuver. Take the two horror items and rub them against one another until yeah. more horror comes out. <laughs> uh, yeah, Greg's just watching everyone. Alright, Greg, you see Amriel like, walk up to her tent and kind of paw at it and then snarl and then she kind of shreds part of it with her claws and falls into it so the entire thing collapses oh, and then right. and then falls asleep on her face mm -hmm. <laughs> I've her got that I have I have tried to get into a tent failed and said fuck it and just slept on top of the pile of tent 
I think I think Greg waits until everyone else passes out before he goes to sleep, mm-hmm. just to make sure no one accidentally wanders off like into the boiling lake. Brilliant! <laughs> it's a giant hot tub. <laughs> Greg, you're, to be you're, fair, uh, I feel like you probably stopped someone from doing that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, come back. We should go up to the hot hot tub. No, no, hot it's springs. more like a, a a lobster pot, not not a not a hot tub. Don't worry, my mystical kung fu powers will protect me. No, I've got an iron bodice. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is like, oh god, Greg, such a rainy cloud sometimes. <laughs> just just go to sleep. Uh, so the morning comes around. Uh, Greg's probably the first one up. Yeah. Much sleep. Greg is making breakfast of um, leftover. Of whatever the bar. fuck is left over. Yeah. You, you make a, a bubble and squeak out of slowly meat products. <laughs> uh, I don't know what a bubble and squeak is, but sure. A bubble and squeak is a leftover thing. It's normally made out of like what you have left over from this dinner. So cabbage, um, potato, peas normally, and you press it into a patty and cook it. And it's called bubble and squeak because the cabbage um, squeaks as it cooks ah. in a fry pan. And the fry and the frying liquid bubbles. But basically you make a leftover hash. Yes, exactly. I popped my drawer out of its rail because I was resting my feet on it like I shouldn't have. Just what that loud noise was. Uh, yeah. So you know, everyone else starts to wake up and file file over to to Greg's breakfast buffet and get a nice big heap of Greg Chow. And you know, Vic's, Vic Vic seemingly without hangover, despite having drunk as much as anyone, merges. From his sleeping bag, like, ah, what a beautiful, dark, foggy morning. Everybody feeling ready to get underway, get on the road. Feel that fresh open air and get the fuck out of this cave. I don't think there are any roads around here. We haven't seen any. Figure of speech, Greg, figure of speech. Just always feel so energized in the morning. I think I might go for a jog around the around the lagoon if anybody wants to join me. And everyone kind of moans. Kayuki grabs a raider and he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'll come. Let's go for a fucking jog. And he pours the raider into like a a, 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 like a running a jogging water bottle. Mm-hmm. Just like pours three cans of raider in there. Right, I'm, let's, yeah, let's fuck it. Let's go for a jog. And so and Kayuki go for a jog around the lagoon. Uh, as everyone starts to pack up camp. <laughs> Emeril, what are you going to do do with your tent? Um, I feel like I just, like, crawl out of the wreckage of it. And, like, <laughs> after I'm done eating breakfast on top of it, I kind of just drop the the quartz shingle plate in the middle of it, roll it all up, and then just toss it as hard as I can into the boiling lake. 
Uh, uh, yep. <laughs> Leave uh, only footprints. I was yes. just only angel hearts. <laughs> I was just thinking that. And then I and then I turn toward one of the one of the orb the camera orbs, and I try to pronounce the name of the company that sponsored us, and I give the, I give it like a weak thumbs up. Heskifalagen. Ah. The most aerodynamic tents in the world. <laughs> oh, great. Um, you guys, uh, Greg, uh, the first person to kind of wake up after you did was uh, Julio. And you actually catch him holding one of the camera orb things and sitting by the lake shore and he's like doing a a live a vlog entry into the 24-hour live stream feed oh, oh okay he's like talking about like his his his, his uh a night partying and like the camaraderie of of the race and how uh this year's uh, series has really, really brought the teams together—the old teams and the new—and uh, that he feels he kind of feels sorry that the Valkyries are not going to get to have part of that experience that they're they're left out. But at the same time, fuck them for trying to kill our team. Uh, and then he like sort of goes off on a tangent about like you know his time in the Commando Corps. Um, f- fighting in uh, New Colorado. Oh, New Colorado. <sighs> Greg, <laughs> I'm picturing Greg um, just like slowly walks into the background of his shots and is just like in- inadvertently photobombing him, like just standing there listening to him and looking at him like in the background of the shot <laughs> for like a few fucking minutes <laughs> yeah. you, it's not like the orbs have like um, screens on them so you can't see whether he's even in shot yeah. so he definitely can't see you so, so like Greg just like slowly walks a little closer over the course of a few minutes until he's like right behind him that's very interesting. Holy fucking chow, God, man. Why do you speak to the he cameras like, like that? He, like, let's go with the orb, and, like, his hands fly over the air like he's trying to catch a falling camera. But the orb <laughs> just sits exactly where it was. So, like, you hear <laughs> his cybernetic fingers slam into the side of it as he's trying to catch the thing that isn't even falling. It's like, oh, ah. Oh. Oh my, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to startle you. You, well, you did. You did. I, I apologize. Ah, you know, it's why, fine, it's fine. I'm, I'm just curious why you speak to the cameras. I've, I've never seen anyone do that before. Well, you know, I got fans. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, thrash heads out there, you know. Hooliites. Oh. What? You should tell them to call themselves hooligans. 
or, or, or wind tunnels. Uh, <laughs> yep. Well, Greg, that would suggest uh, a uh, more criminal element. That's not what I'm going for. As as a professional Raider Aid uh, competitor in their uh, pro-breaking and entering competition, <laughs> I don't want to promote <laughs> of hooliganism. Of course. Julio straight well, that seems contradictory. Ah, sarcasm. I see. Ah, uh, you're all right, Greg. You're all right. Never change. Never change. Um, can can I ask you that that statue you recovered? Was there anything else in the area? Um, no, just a lot of entrails. Entrails. Yeah, I mean. So we originally had looked it for it in it. This isn't really related to my vlog. I already vlogged about this yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. We, we can't watch the Wait, feeds. hang on. You said statue. The statue was found by TKS, not Julio. Julio's from the True Survivors. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he, they found the box. Yeah, they found the box. Yeah, never mind. Where where did you find the oh the, and they got that from the, the I got uh, it from the from the, the communists Russian. yeah okay never mind I got confused I thought it was I, thought it was <laughs> I also got confused I just went along with it because I knew the thing you were talking about and then was like wait no this person doesn't have that information yeah <laughs> the statue in, the, in that <laughs> case in that case I'm going to ask him you you have participated in this contest before correct yeah man uh, this is like uh, my Third, fourth year. Fourth year, fourth year. Uh, how well do you know Scout Team 1? Oh, man. I, I remember when Scout Team 1 still competed. Those guys are fucking hardcore. They're like the Valkyrs, but, you know, nice. And you're not... They go, they go hard. Or they go home. They go get freaky all night long. Are you ever concerned about them? I'm... I'm I'm worried about why they have they ever done anything like give people secret object to even secret objectives before. Well, the thing to remember about Game One is that they own a lot of Raider Raid, and in particular, a lot of the international uh, adventure base raiding race to the base competition. Like a lot of the infrastructure we rely on is owned by them. In particular, we wouldn't even know where to fucking hit. We wouldn't have race sites if it weren't for them. We'd be out there like the fucking uh, unprofessional uh, newbie uh, teams fucking trying to scrounge for scraps of secret bases and shit. Whereas we don't have to search for that shit now. We just get it given to us and then we only have to worry about the breaking and or entering. Uh, you know they they're good guys, man. They got they got they they got good heads on their shoulders. You know I like them. they're all right dudes. But have they ever done anything like this before? Secret objectives? Uh, I'm trying to think if there were any missions that had secret objectives. I don't think as like a formal part of the rules. I don't think we've had this before. But I've you know they've asked us to do stuff for them before. Like they asked us to keep an eye on the Valkyrs last. Uh, but last heat, not last season, but the se uh, not last series, but the series before. 
you know, the one where they got disqualified were kind of important in helping uncover that. Right. Uh, well, that could work with that. And you know, and then the Valkyries being gone, that really helped us pull ahead last last year. You know, we if they'd been in if they'd been in the race last year, there's no way we would have been able to take out the Mayor Gardener's uh, fortress. They would have got their way before us. Mm. Uh, they're just generally more prepared. But uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, we should probably get these fuckheads fed and yes, yes, let's get them going <laughs> and pull down camp and. Try and work out how the fuck we're going to get out of here. Pretty thin on the ground in terms of exit strategy. Yes, uh, they didn't mention anything. Yeah. I uh, suppose so there are many any, lava tunnels out. Does anyone else do anything before dinner? Uh, dinner before breakfast is wrapped up. Uh, no, essentially, like have breakfast and start and pack up the car. Chuck the camping equipment in. Yeah, you guys. Greg is going to go to the TKS. Check it's working. All right. Uh, and talk to one of them. Could you tell me more about where you found this statue? You are talking to the engineer one whose name escapes me. Takuma. Takuma. I always find metal things to play with when I'm fucking live streaming. Oh. I'm just holding two things in my hand and like rubbing them together. Anyway, one of those magic cubes. Never mind. No, I shouldn't. That's the problem. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah, Takuma, do, can you tell me more about where you found that statue? Uh, yeah. So we pulled it out of like this creature's belly, but uh, before that, we checked uh, out like these uh, ruins in like the jungle, like this old kind of museum or temple or something um, we're told to bring back an idol uh, and uh, we worked out that there'd been an animal there and then we tracked the animal killed it and inside of it was the statue thing, the marble thing with the teeth in it was, you was know, the animal the, uh, that gator crab thing you spoke of? Yeah, the gator crab fucking ant thing. ant thing. Probably ant gator would be a better way to describe it. Oh, man, I'm so hungover. I drink way too much rice wine. <laughs> um, can I examine the teeth? What kind of teeth are they? Human. Okay. Humans do have a lot of teeth. It's a good resource. Not as many as a shark. That's true. Uh, okay. Uh, a South Chilean teeth worm. I don't think that's a thing. Not this earth. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, Greg is very concerned, but doesn't have anything right now. So, uh, yeah. Hey, Amriel. Come here. Uh... <laughs> What do you want, Cloud? You've you've been alive for time immemorial, correct? <sighs> More or less, yes. Do you recognize this multi-appendaged thing? Pointing to the statue. Do I recognize it? Um. 
kind of reminds you of a decoration that one of your bosses had in his um, torture murder sex palace back near the lake of um, endless, ceaseless horror. But, you know, nothing probably store-bought. You know, hundreds of this kind of shit in palaces all around hell. Really reminds me of something that you'd see around hell in one of the one of the great generals' torture palaces. Hmm. You um, know, it's the equivalent of a decorative candle. You know, <laughs> in terms of in terms of uh, infernal decor, this is not a centerpiece. Mm. This is just something you have around. It's like you know, something you, you, you use it to frame a centerpiece, you know, to yeah, add a yeah. bit of, uh, to give the room a bit more pop. Upstairs, like a vase full of lemons. Yeah, it's it's like a like a bookend type of thing. Something Wait, what? A vase full of lemons. Yeah, a vase full of lemons. Oh, it okay. adds a pop of color. Right. And it gets people talking, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have never seen a vase full of one fruit before? Never lemons. Not a, not a vase, not a not definitely not lemons. Well lemons Usually have they're a, like edible are very bright colored. And are fragrant. And are fragrant. And they keep for a while. I can't say I've seen okay. it personally though, to be honest. I've never visited a house with a vase full of lemons. I have seen it in display homes and shit like that. Mm. People like selling okay. homes. It's a the decor thing. Right. Furniture shops. Yeah, furniture shops. Yeah. Uh, is it is it something that could be summoned? I mean, not not unless you're you're looking for something to frame your nice new. Angel head, I guess. I, I don't know. Not, not the statue, the monster. <sighs> um, not that I'm aware of, but can I can I make uh, let's see, arcana roll? You can definitely make an arcana roll. Let's see. I don't have very much magical skill, but we will see how that goes. How come Turnbill's house almost fell into a sinkhole in Sydney? I do have Arcana. I'm going to make an Arcana roll, too. I'm at plus you get Arcana? I have it at plus one. It's not good. It's <laughs> yeah. like the same as Ariel's Arcana. That's, that's what I have, too. Um, I'm, at, I'm, at, I'm at minus one. So I'm at, I, I, I did, did better. Two. I'm at zero. <laughs> Does anybody want to fucking spend? I'm, I'm going to use my smartest cloud aspect. All right, go for it. So that puts me at plus two. So you answered your own question. You don't need me. Yeah. Is Could it be summoned? Um, no. This is not a depiction of a monster. It's more... Okay. It's a just, a, ju it's just an aesthetic object. 
However, okay. you do get the vague sense that there is a magical aura to this thing. Uh, so it may be a magical object. Okay. Uh, all right. Either it is a magical object or someone has used magic on it. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Greg's done. I'm sorry. I'm done. Cool. I'm just concerned that Scout Team 1 is going to send us to the moon and then summon a horrible hell monster <laughs> to kill us all. I mean, if they do, that'll make good television. It would, and they'd get a lot of money from it because they own a majority, and they get to pick all the bases. So anytime we go and raid a base, we do it for them, and then Raiderade gets to keep half of everything. And I mean... I mean, yes, but the thing to remember, and whether you choose to believe this or not, is that Scout Team's public image is such that they don't they they enjoy profiting from Raider Raid, but and the, and the base rating, but like they are into adventure base rating. This is their shit. They are passionate about it. If it didn't, if it wouldn't make money, they'd still do it. That's how much they care about it, you know. So they're not secretly bad guys and have sent us to collect they parts. They totally to could ourselves. be. Totally could be. But I just want you to know that that is, at the very least, their public image. Like, it's not okay. even about profit for them. Profit is just the advantage. Well, not profit, but they would get half of the stuff. Oh, yeah, indeed. Like, they enjoy the profit. They're not, like, uh, they don't turn down the money. But, like, they would do this whether it made money or not. Whereas the true survivors enjoy base trading, but, like, they enjoy the lifestyle that it affords them from the wealth. Like, yeah. in off-season, the true survivors just fucking party. Like also, they, I figure if they, if they murdered all of the contestants in the final of the race, they might have a hard time finding new contestants next year. Indeed. Well, I think this would be this would be the the end because they are doing a thing. They're I don't right. know. They're going to summon a demon and control the world. Their master plan, yeah. right? I mean, could be. It's, you know, could be. They would have snuck up on us. <laughs> I I feel like I would have foreshadowed better. <laughs> yeah, but I could be trying to fuck with you. I could have not foreshadowed it because a well planned villain wouldn't purposefully foreshadow right yeah you know bad storytelling but good <laughs> actual villainy ozymandias from watchmen yeah indeed <laughs> well, i'm only telling you my plan because i did it a half hour ago exactly it's actually pretty good villainy yeah would i tell you my plan if there was any chance that you could stop me yeah all right uh greg's done i'm sorry I've delayed, I've delayed us long enough. <laughs> so, the last kind of thing of the run. You know, you guys have packed up everything. You know, the cloud's still hanging around. And then you, your, the little cameras, one of them, a few of them swarm over to, um, one swarms over to uh, Yuri, another swarms over to Vic, uh, and a third goes over to uh, Takuma. And they all start chant saying the same message to you. Um, move uh, towards, uh, follow the beach of the uh, western 
uh, boiling sea, uh, follow it north until you hit the rock wall. Um, we'll be blowing a hole uh, for you to extract. And they say this to you all. And then a few minutes later, uh, as you're getting ready to roll out, I assume, mm -hmm. uh, they uh, talk to you all again. All the cameras uh, repeat this message. Uh, we have lost contact with the Valkyrs. Would any of you like to volunteer to check if they are still alive? Surely not. <sighs> Fine, Hamriel will go. What even? Amriel. Greg will go with her. Yuri's like, seriously, Amriel, you're a demon. You have a moral justification for being immoral. I'm a fucking demon. Uh, and they have a sob story that's very similar to my own. You know, I, I do have sympathy just because I devil. don't have... Yes. Ah! Just because I don't have morality doesn't mean I don't have sympathy. I retract my shoddy not. Ethereals will go check. The true survivors are, like, talking amongst themselves, and then Vic kind of calls out, Hey, we're not going to come with you, but... Uh, <laughs> well, good call. Well, but uh, we'll we'll wait for you guys. Uh, do you need anything off of our our trucks? Um, and then Vic kind of looks to Takuma like, yeah. Do you guys need anything? I guess. I think we're good. Do you have anything that would make it easier to drive through the jungle? Takua kind of like scrunches up his face and then says, Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> then Takua like starts shouting in Japanese at his two brothers. And you see them like all grab um, impact drills and start unbolting something from the bumper of their car. Uh, and then like, and then they. Shit. We're gonna need a power source. Your car is petrol. This thing is well. Electric. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> uh, you correct. and Takuma begin working on jury rigging that thing into a fucking power thing. <laughs> Greg says, "You see, points to the, the metal box that has cooler written on it. This <laughs> is not actually a cooler." <laughs> <laughs> So you two, I'm not gonna make you roll because you did do. It's hard to believe, but so you know you put some fucking rods in there to turn the water in so that you you know you make a turbine so that as the yeah. angel heart heats the steam, it turns it into um uh it turns the reactor, turbine yeah. and creates electricity. You make a miniature nuclear reactor. <laughs> well, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Uh, and uh, as that's going on, um, Blacktop, uh, Ayumi, and uh, Kayuki are bolting on this weird kind of bumper thing onto the front of your car. Uh, and then uh, Kayuki's shouting to you. Uh, <coughs> Ayumi's talking to you. Um, Yuri, in Japanese. 
Mm-hmm. He's going to speak Japanese. I'd hope. Uh, and uh, he goes, all right, so the way this thing works is we call it a laser cow catcher. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got It creates a blade that. of energy in front of the car that will cut down anything that is in front of you. Now it uses a shit ton of power and it can and it you can't drive through a wall with but it'll take out trees pretty nicely. Because trees don't have thick trunks. As long as you don't try to drive through an oak tree. Like, it'll cut down these palm trees pretty easily. You'll have to drive a bit slower if you run into any thicker trees. Uh, but it'll cut through any uh, small vegetation like a hot knife through butter. Well, like a, like a sun through butter. Really. Like a laser through some shrubbery. Like a laser through a hedge. I get you. Sounds sick as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds awesome. Uh, thank you. I promise we'll bring it back in one piece so long as we come back in one piece. Yeah, if it, if it stops working, I wouldn't try and fix it. It's a pretty temperamental prototype. Um, we It took us two days to get it working after we hit a fucking onion tree. Uh, so, you know... If you if it stops working, just ignore it and do your best. So sounds good. Try not. Would you like some gold as payment? No, we don't ever run. We don't ever run our car for gold. Well, I mean, you have. All right. Well, so so your car is now a jumbled mess of new bumper and fucking nuclear reactor on your roof. Um, Yep. Do you guys want any firearms or grenades or anything? No, we'll just head out. Kind of what the true survivors have. True survivors pretty much just have munitions. Um, Greg, what what would it be to... uh, Greg is going to take a hand grenade. (laughs) Greg takes a single hand grenade because he has hands. Yes. Alright, so you guys... Yada, yada, yada. You cut through the forest, arrive at the Valky's camp, and it looks worse than before. Like, it, you see a massive hole cut in the side of their uh, armoured car thing. Uh, like, it's n- probably an explosion caused it. Um, which is impressive, what with it being a uh, APC that they drove in here in. Um, you search around, there's the remains of one of the Valkyrs, uh, and then you find... Briefly uh, before that, Yuri's like, oh, well, they're all dead, we gotta go. And as you say, oh, well, they're all dead. we got to go. You hear uh, uh, out. What, what uh, direction do we have to go to get to them? South. Okay. Back towards where you came from. Uh, so you sort of went down the beach. Uh, and then you hear somebody calling to you from inside the wreckage. 
Uh, hey! Help! Help! Greg says, uh, Greg says, did you bump your mute button, Greg? Yes, yes, Greg did. Greg did. <laughs> Greg says, um, uh, why, why don't I go? If there's a trap, I'll be less likely to be injured. Be my guest. Um, yep. So you float into right. the armored car and laying there is... Oh, no, there's Bowie. It's Bowie. Oh, Bowie. Bowie walks into, the, Bowie into the armored car. Uh, the explosion, the is it the metal bent in or out? Like, did it come from in. the inside of the car or the outside? Bent in. So it came, okay. Alright. Um, and you see uh, Amalia sitting there, um, which is not one of the two that you talked to uh, earlier in the adventure. Uh, so Amalia is sitting there. She's a dark-skinned, uh, darker-skinned woman. Um... Strapped up in tactical gear, you see um, her black tactical gear looks darker than it should. Uh, and there's an axe uh, sitting next to her, and her hand is uh, trying to... Uh, it is hovering over a uh, shotgun that she doesn't seem capable of lifting. She's like, you gotta... You gotta help. You gotta help them. They took what him. happened? They took him. They they blew. They, they came for us in the night. We were we were getting ready, getting a last bit of sleep before we had to hike the fuck out of here. Because our car was still fucked. Ah, and they blew a hole in the goddamn car. Who the, the fucking? Indigenous population, motherfucker. They took, they took the other girls. You've got to, you've got to save them. They only, they only left like an hour ago. Do you know why they took them? I don't know. I don't, I don't speak Russian. <sighs> Did they take anything else? They took our weapons. They came at us with fucking spears. And one hell of an explosive. Oh, never mind. It's like an anti-tank satchel charge or something. They just put it on the fucking wall and then boom. <sighs> Lucky I'm not fucking dead, although we'll see how long that lasts. Oh, God. I can stabilize your injuries. <sighs> Just and she points to a corpse in here with you. So that makes two dead now. Uh, yes, two dead and this girl, which means yep. that there's three missing. Okay. Uh, and then she says, uh, "Brun should have some regen. Just jam it in me." Alright, I'm going to pat down Brun. Uh, how, does she have any regen? You find several syringes of different colored liquids and one has a bit of masking tape on it that says regen. Alright. Um, well, are these 
what, what are these other do any of them have names on them uh one says spicy oh god uh <sighs> another one says speed uh and then another one and another two uh just have plus signs on them um we said i can i can uh text over the radio right sure takes longer so Mm -hmm. i'm going to text yuri and amriel would you like some super soldier drugs Um, I'm, I'm good personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm good. Uh, so I grab the regen, pull out the needle and jam it into her. She like, her eyes go wide and you see like some of her blood actually flow back into her. You see her like fingers like pop and crunch, uh, as she kind of moves her arm. She's like... And then she, like, starts fumbling around on a jack. He's like, oh, fuck, I need to get the calm down, because this is going to burn through pretty fucking quick. Which one's the calm down? Uh, And she pulls open uh, her vest and pulls out another needle and just jams it in her neck. It's like, go, you you got to save them all. Which direction? Yeah. Uh, She doesn't know. Uh, However, outside, what are you two doing? There's um, in the car. some triage. Yeah, she's sitting in the car. Being silly. Real, real thorough search. Oh, look, they're all dead. Oh, they're all dead. Laser, laser bumper buzzing. <laughs> um, I guess Amriel is, is up and circling, you know, looking for any any signs of movement in the subterranean jungle around them. Has Greg told you guys that the that the others have been taken? I I don't think so. Have you? Oh, Greg? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell her. Them. Uh, all right, Amriel, make me some kind of searching check or perception or awareness. It's awareness is the skill, isn't it? Uh, I think it's alertness. I've alertness. Fuck. <laughs> we always do this. I always do have this problem. Okay. Uh, I'm going to spend a fake point. I'm going to invoke Fallen Legionary because I'm a soldier and I would know how to reconnoiter. Um, So that I don't roll a plus, uh, a minus two. I'm going to re-roll that. And that's much better. That's a plus four. Excellent. Oh, I kind of choked on my own tongue for a second there. Uh, yeah, so you spot a large, you assume, a large herd of mammals. A large herd of something moving in the forest. Uh, you can't see the people, but you can see the trees and stuff moving as they move through it. Uh, and the shrubs. Um, with the laser bumper, probably like five minutes away. If you go full speed and risk breaking the bumper, um, otherwise maybe half an hour. I will. I will uh, point that out. Um, 
I'll I'll float above. I'll, I'll sort of hover if I can above um, Yuri in the car and and say through the radio. Uh, there's something moving in the jungle that way. Uh, if you if you make straight for it and turn on the laser bumper, I think you can get there in like five minutes. Hmm. Well, while I'm in no hurry to save the Valkyries, I sure want to get out of here. Uh, so, Let's roll. Yeah, Greg comes back out. Three of them were taken by the natives, most likely the ones in the city. So you guys shoot through the forest. Trees slicing and flying around you as you're going over bumps and jumps and uh, launching through the underbrush. Uh, there ain't no sneaking up on folk in a laser bumper uh, Datsun 10,000. Uh, uh, a nuclear-powered laser Datsun 10,000? Indeed. So, as you burst through the trees onto this uh, group, onto this hunting party, uh, describe to me in quick succession, uh, what happens? Uh, and we'll start with Amriel. As the um, car bursts through the trees. I feel like Amriel's probably going to stay flying and come down from above. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what kind of formation are they in? Are they, uh, they're ready for they're, us. They're obviously. just, it, nah, they're not really ready for you. They were just trying to, they just kept on fucking, they changed from marching to fucking running. So they're like pushing their hostages through the underbrush and have been just trying to get as far from you as possible. They like went in different directions, but for the most part, they're still pretty close together. Uh, yeah. Because the deaths of 10,000, like they didn't hear it coming from very far away, but like when it was within like 200 meters, it was too late to do anything about it. All right. In that case, Amriel swoops down on one or two of the... Uh, indigenous Russians um, who are jostling the hostages and just like plucks them off the ground um, and puts them in a tree. Yep, you just throw them into a tree as they slam into the wood. Yuri! Uh, I essentially want to we, we roar out of the woods into behind, near them Amriel swoops down, picks one up, and Yuri, I think, pulls like a handbrake turn so that it like uh, a handbrake turns to the car, like flicks to one side and like just hits one of the Russian guys with the side of the car, um, mm-hmm. and then also essentially like in the same like two feet further comes to a stop, and I throw open the door to like where one of the Valkyries are presumably was like being pushed ahead of him. Yeah, you see Oda. Like, Get in. You see Oda staring up at you as she like jumps into your car. Uh, Greg, uh, how many Russians are there? Uh, a small amount, a handful. A handful. More, more than ten, but less than twenty. And the Val- where are the Valkyrs in their group? Uh, towards the car. For the most part, how many of the Valkyries is there? Three. Three. Yep. So, if Greg were to say 
throw a hand grenade, could he do it in such a way that it wouldn't hit the Valkyrs? Definitely, if you throw it to the far side of the group. Uh, then that's a lot of them. So while Yuri is driving by, Greg takes a single hand grenade and chucks it out the window. You killed a man with a trident. Uh, so, I yeah. Saw that. You throw the grenade, uh, and then it explodes, and you see, like, body parts go everywhere, and then, like, you know, you see one of the Valkyrs, like, strangling one of the guys, and another one just kicks them off and runs to your car, and, like, just tries to do the jump slide across the bonnet, and gets, like, stuck (laughs) halfway, and then, like, crawls the rest of the distance. Uh, And, yeah, one of them's just choking them. Uh, it is Hildy. Which I guess makes the other one Lewitt. Well, I guess one of the dead ones could be Lewitt. Uh, uh, Greg opens the door for so they can get in. Mm-hmm. We should uh, leave. Does anybody shout at Hildy who is choking a woman? Um... Greg says, we should leave. She I can't know. hear you over all the fucking... <laughs> I just <Yeah>. speak. <laughs> I just lean on the horn. She looks at you and, like, sprints to the car. She looks at me uh, and Yuri does, like, a like a shrug, like, what the fuck are you doing? Choking. Get in. Uh, and then when you're in and driving away, and my dog's still barking, uh, Oda says, uh... What? Uh, were there any survivors at the camp? They knocked me out. I didn't. I woke there up. There was one. Uh, what yeah, was there was one. Her Whatever her Ooh. name was. Um, Amalia. Amalia. Amriel. I get on the radio. Yo. Time Yo, to can you pick out. up the one at the camp? We didn't actually have enough seats. All right. Meet you at the, the, uh, the, meet you the, where camera, the two survivors are. The- the camera next to you, uh, Amriel, or the camera's swarming you, say, uh, you are permitted to uh, fly with... There will be no penalty for flying <laughs> with uh, the fallen Valkyrie. Boy, thanks. <laughs> I didn't want um, you to not exfiltrate them just because you were worried about a penalty, so they wanted exactly. to clarify. Um... Uh, and you guys rip ass to the exit as you see. <laughs> I feel like, like we you know, tear away from this like wreckage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like, and... <sighs> take only valuables, leave only wreckage. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, you see the wall, the explode before you. Uh, and Scout Team One is up there, and they're like, "All right." Let's saddle up and get out of this place uh, as they mm-hmm. pick some of the Valkyries and put them in their car so that you guys don't have to travel with your sworn enemies. Yeah. <laughs> and as, as they're moving off, Hildy's like, uh, sort of does a, uh, you're, you're all right, I'm sorry, nod. <laughs> I give it a finger. <laughs> in true Yuri style. And uh, yeah, so... Uh, I will give you guys your extra bit of information at the beginning of next run, which okay. will be mo- our moon base assault. Moon. Pretty much, we'll have our little prep, which will pr- 
probably be less prep than for previous ones. Um, yeah, I'll probably we moon base the car. Yeah, we fucking put, get out the cork gun. <laughs> we fucking seal it up. Hey, I get a, I yeah. buy twenty tubes of no more gaps. Yeah, and there's no more gaps in the car. Yeah. And then does. how? How does one make a? Com- oh man, combustion engines would be so shit for space travel. Do you burn up oxygen? <laughs> your engine to work. Yeah, you just have to get like take oxygen tanks. You know, yeah, for your you fucking got- engine. Good thing you're doing a nuclear conversion. Mm-hmm. If you want, you guys can ask Greg to borrow his spaceship. Yeah, you could just take the fucking travel, yeah, but I think you can make it to the moon. Just take the fucking spaceship. Well, we're, we're definitely taking the car as a kind of like Mars rover. Oh yeah, of course. Put the car <laughs> in the spaceship. But I think I think it oh, yeah, oh. it'd probably be easier to get to space with a spaceship <laughs> than with a Datsun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will tell you this much. Raiderate's plan for getting you to the, to the moon was they have. So as previously established, teleporters that the ideal have used point to point, so they have a receiving pad and transmission. Uh, pad. Right, yeah. They landed a, tra- a receiving pad on the moon, and they were just going to teleport you guys to, <laughs> to oh. the moon. Uh, I prefer the spaceship idea. I like the spaceship idea. Yeah. yeah. You Arrive in you. true, in true ethereal style. <laughs> We're about to take off. Greg goes. All right, I think I've closed all the holes. <laughs> you you move out of the atmosphere, and then like everyone <laughs> like, starts choking. Like... Ah, I missed one. <laughs> all right, brilliant. So that was a bit longer than normal, but I really just yeah, there were things that had to be done, and they were done. Uh, it was a longer adventure than normal, too. I think it's the longest adventure of the campaign. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. four games, right? Four yeah. games, and the last... And this one was, like, three and a bit hours or something. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, hopefully, uh, it was still fun. Um, <laughs> it was the strongest uh, character development so far. That's yeah. true. A lot of character development. Mm-hmm. Oodles of it. Brilliant. So hopefully next week we'll be back with our conclusion. Um, but, uh, yeah. Cool. Any thoughts? No, I liked, I, I really like the Hollow mm-hmm. Earth. I don't know what I'm going to call this adventure, because when I plotted out the... Uh, not the adventure, this run. Because when I plotted out all the namings, I plotted them out for three, so I'm like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll Hollow Earth, <laughs> then I'll do Hollow <laughs> Earth, Hollow Heroes, and then I'll do... Uh, sorry, Hollow Earth, yeah, Hollow Earth, Hollow Heroes, ho- uh, Hollow Victory, or whatever. Hollow Hearts, wasn't it? Yeah. Hollow Hearts. Hollow Calories. Hollow Hearts, Hollow Victory. And then for this one, I couldn't think of a name when I was naming it earlier, so I just was like, Hollows. <laughs> About hollow calories. I feel like we should just like keep building so it's like hollow earth, hollow hearts, hollow victories, hollow. <laughs> hollow kitty. Hollow kitty. <laughs> That's funny, maybe, but not maybe there's a very not, good, not like, maybe there's a good cooking one. Mm. <laughs> hollow, hollow stomachs. Uh, hollow stomachs. Hollow stomachs. No, yeah, no, hollow victories, full bellies. Hollow victories, full bellies? All right, so the last one. So I'm That's changing good. this to full bellies. <laughs> uh, 
And I will make a note of that for myself so that I remember to do it in a minute uh, in the campaign notes. But brilliant. All right. Well, so, yeah. Cool. Ethan, Ethan nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ethera nuts. Ethera nuts. Um, it's going to be the new superfood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Once, we, once we grow. Oh, that's right. We have the whole island where we can grow them. Yep. Yes, you brought some back. You know that they grow in volcanic soil, so you already kind of have an advantage to try. Our, we're going to start a whole plantation on New Georgia. Yeah, you're yeah. plantation slash spaceport. I'm sure the New Georgians will be glad to for a return to plantation living. <laughs> <laughs> we're the best thing that's ever happened to the New Georgia economy. <laughs> All right, well... Um, that's that's it for tonight. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening. Um, check us out on all the social media. If you uh, if you'd like to help us out, please share our podcast with other people. Um, your recommendations and sharing that's that's how people find the podcast, and that's how it helps us grow. Uh, but uh, and don't forget that we also have a Patreon now. Oh, but we'll always love to hear from you guys. So feel free to comment. Uh, or tweet us, or email us, and you can find us across all the social medias. Um, But uh, I hope you enjoyed this. Farewell from the past. I'm Raymond.